Hey there, Sports History fan. Arnie Chapman here from the Sports History Network. Now, before you jump into this episode, I wanted to share with you an exciting giveaway we have going on with Homefield Apparel. We have a digital $50 gift card to homefieldapparel.com for one lucky fan of the Sports History Network. All you got to do is head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways to sign up. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways. Hello, Old Sports, and welcome to a special edition of the Hello, Old Sports podcast on the Sports History Network. And I am Dan Newman, co-host of the Hello, Old Sports podcast, and I am joined, not over Zoom, not electronically, but just immediately to my left, by my co-host and brother, Andrew Newman. Andrew, how are you doing this Christmas Eve morning? I am doing well, Dan. Uh, as you mentioned, it is Christmas Eve morning. I um, came down uh, to lovely uh, Crofton, Maryland uh, last night with my parents. So I am currently sitting uh, in your basement where I slept last night, and we are going to do sort of a live review that we've never done before. We've talked about it, but we kind of realized it was only going to work for the most part if we were in the same place. So we are going to give that a try in just a moment, and we'll give you some of the details on how you can watch along. Yes, and we when we first came up with this idea, we were trying to figure out exactly what our what game we should choose because there's obviously you know it was going to be probably a game of one of our favorite teams it was going to be the NBA the NFL or Major League Baseball and we were back and forth we wanted to do something that was on YouTube because we wanted to find something that other people could dial up and actually do the watch along as they listen to the episode if they chose we talked a little bit about the Aaron Boone game from 2003 mm. then we realized that was five hours yeah base- baseball is a unique problem because a, they're so long, and B, like, there's there's going to be lulls in any game, but so much of baseball is a guy who's up is going to ground out, so mm-hmm. it's like, what are we going to, you know what I mean? So, baseball probably lends itself the least to a watch-along, not to say we'll never do one, but it's definitely got the highest mountain to climb to do one. So, we settled on Super Bowl forty two, which is the greatest victory in New York Giants football history, I think pretty much without question. It has some competition, but largely considered to be the best. I don't think it's got much competition. I think there was there's a, a legitimate case to be made for second for a lot of games. Um, I think Super Bowl 25 definitely has a legit case to be second. I think the 1990 NFC Championship game has a legitimate case to be second due to being a pure road game and who they were playing. Um... And then a few other ones. I mean, obviously, I can't... The sneakers game. B- both of them. 34 and 56. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they won that. They beat this team again four years later in a game that, you know, at least bears discussion. But given both the narrative... There's two parts of it. We'll obviously have plenty of time to get into both. There's the narrative of this game, which is undefeated Patriots. Teams played in Week 17. Giants shook the hell out of them, but ultimately ended up losing. Um, you know, Eli Manning's coming of age. There's there's all of that. And then there's just the ebb and flow of this game, the stuff that happens in the fourth quarter. Um, to me, it's the perfect synthesis of... It, it, it's 
I can't even come up with a scenario that will anything will ever top this for me as a fan, to be honest. So no, and I um, you're you're you know, football is definitely number one for you. Mm, football number one. <laughs> Iron Sheik reference. Um, football is definitely number one for you. It's it's probably not for me, and I've seen. Yankee championships, I've seen, well, I haven't seen any Nick championships, but I had some, you know, great Nick wins during the 90s watching with my buddies from high school and all that stuff. The, this giant victory over the Patriots 15 years ago is definitely my best, uh, my favorite moment as a sports fan, Uh, you know, just my happiest moment as a fan. And so I think this is a good one. I guess we, we probably don't want to belabor this, especially because we'll get Up into two hours. Yeah. We'll get into this in time. But basically, Patriots undefeated. Giants had put a hell of a scare into them on a Monday night. Uh, Saturday, or Sunday, a Saturday, Saturday, Saturday night. night. Yeah. Saturday night on NFL Network uh, about four weeks previous. And the Giants were locked into a playoff spot. They didn't really have anything to play for, but Coughlin put his guys in. He played all out. They almost beat them. They didn't. In fact, in the DVD set of the Giants' postseason run, they start with that loss to the Patriots. That loss to the Patriots at the last game of the season is almost considered a win. It's the the greatest loss in sports history. Yeah, I think Um, that's exactly right, because it gave the Giants the idea that they could play with them. Yep. So what I would say is we'll hit play. We're we're obviously going to link to this in all the posts. It's an official NFL. It, the YouTube video we're watching is from the NFL, so there's no sort of issue with copyrighted streams or anything like that. Um, the NFL put this full game up uh, on their YouTube, and we'll we'll do the link to it. What I think we're going to have is a broadcast here that doesn't have any commercials, but they're also not going to do the like tackle then snap. You know what I mean? Like we're going to have think the, there's huddles, yeah, which is good because we need to experience the game as it was experienced. Agreed. So, it's two ma- two hours and fourteen minutes and thirty one seconds long, so we should probably get this going before uh, midnight. So we or so we get it done, but before midnight. So what we'll do is we'll count it down. Yep. I'm gonna say three, two, one, play, and I'm gonna really uh, eat the P and L and play for lunch. So when I say play, as soon as you hear the P in it. Hit the hit the play button. Periodically, we'll give time checks, but um, you mm-hmm. know, I don't think anything we're going to do is going to be so critical that if you're a second off, either way. But we'll try to match it up as well. So again, I'll go three, two, one, play. Started at the P and play. All right, three, two, one, play. All right, and we're um, looking at University of Phoenix Stadium. Uh, Steven Goskowski just put the ball on the tee. Um, they have uh, Dominic Hickson back deep to return for the Giants. So we're not going to go play by play in this level of detail, but um, they're uh, zooming out on the kickoff as all the flash bulbs go off, and we're underway here. It's February third, two thousand eight. Hickson takes it out of the end zone, brings it to the twenty-two, and the Giants' offense comes onto the field. Um, do you remember where you watched this game? Where you were? You were living in D.C. by then, right? Yeah, I was just home. I was just watching it. I had, I think, I don't even, I had a couple friends who, people who I had just sort of met recently, mm-hmm. um, you know, with my, and people who are my friend Jesse and Matt, people I ended up becoming really good friends with. And I remember getting invited to a, at least one Super Bowl party and just doing it 
not feeling like I could watch this game, first of all, around anybody who was a Patriots fan, which have, you know, since a lot of my friends are Boston people, I, um, that was a big factor for me as they handed off to, who's that, Jacobs. That was Jacobs, he gets a couple yards. Doesn't get much, yeah. So, I remember just being like, no, I gotta watch this one alone, and I went, and I had been drinking, this is silly, but... I'd been drinking Sam Adams um, for the last three playoff <laughs> games. I would go and get a six pack of Sam Adams and have a few Sam Adams. Junior Seau, by the way, this is this is, that is some linebacking core. Vrabel, Seau, Brewski, and Adelius Thomas. Yeah, and then the secondary: Asante Samuel, Rodney Harrison, Ellis Hobbs had a moment there. Or I at least just remember his name. Yeah, I, I could look it up, and he wasn't any good. But um, sorry, go ahead, continue. And so I went and watched it with. Uh, or I, um, I didn't watch it with anybody who wasn't a Patriot fan. So I just, I, I watched it by myself. But I couldn't drink Sam Adams, so I drank, I drank Anchor Steam beer, which is actually it's a it's a Bay Area, it's a San Francisco beer. And I always now I associate it with whenever I see it, and I always if I ha- if I have one if I get one at a bar or something, I always associate it with Super Bowl Forty Two. And you, I think. You were in college, but you went home to watch with your your New York folks, with Andy and the rest of them, right? Yep, yeah. uh, We got a third and six coming up. It's the first drive. I'll I'll get to that in a second. Um, And uh, this drive that the Giants have here is both very encouraging and then very discouraging, and we'll explain that as they go on. But third and six, Eli's in the shotgun. He gets it off. He hits uh, Plaxico Burris over the middle, so it's a first down. The drive continues. Um, Yeah, so I was... uh, I was in college. It was my senior year of college at LaSalle University in Philadelphia. Um, and I'd been home a little more that year for various reasons um, on weekends. One time I came home just to watch the game. And uh, Thanksgiving, I had my car then so I could go back like after the games and stuff. And um, Thanksgiving was the weekend that uh, they played that Vikings game. And Eli threw the four interceptions and it was so horrible. And they were burning his jersey in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I um, was first down, and Eli hits uh, Madison Hedgecock for a couple yards. Um, I came home for Christmas break. The first game I was back for was the Saturday night where they played Washington. And they could have clinched a playoff. It was a Sunday Sunday night. They could have clinched a playoff spot if they won, and they were at home. It was rainy. It was windy. They lost. That was the game Shockey got hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, So... They lost that game. Then I was home for the next week when they um, when they beat Buffalo in the snowstorm a couple days before Christmas. Uh, where Ahmad Bradshaw had the long run where the end on his helmet fell off on his mm-hmm. logo up yeah. there. Um, second and seven here. Uh, and I should also note they just flashed a stat, and you can't underestimate this. Eli, eight touchdowns, one interception in the first three playoff games. So yeah. he is a month after they're burning his jersey, two months mm-hmm. after they're burning his jersey, he is playing amazing yeah. quarterback. Yeah, so I was home for that, and then I was home for that Saturday night game against New England. And let's you gotta the thing about that New England game that people forget, there was a big controversy that whole week. Um let's, and, let's get to that in a second. Yeah. We got another third and six coming here. Yeah, Second, they, third, and six. And I remember a lot of this game, I, especially in the first quarter, I can't remember specific plays, but we know they're gonna pick this up, so you know. This will be a little less polished. We'll probably stop and start, and we'll just try to remember to get back to stories. But like, 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 like Sterling and uh, Sterling and Waldman. Yeah, hopefully we're right about most of the stuff. Um, <laughs> All right, so third and six. Eli, good protection. Got and he Steve hits, Smith. It's Steve Smith, who'd been hurt most of this year, and Steve Smith uh, in '09 and especially '10 was their top receiver. 
So he's been hurt. This was his rookie year. He was hurt most of the year, but uh, came in in the playoffs, and he makes one of the biggest plays in this game much later on that I think a lot of people either forget about or overlook, and we'll obviously get back to that. But Eli just gets it over the hands of the defensive lineman, and now they're across, uh, they're into Patriot, they're inside the 30 for the Patriots here. And the thing I think you don't realize is this this was a hell of an offense. There were a lot of there were a lot of weapons on the team. You had a three this, this was Ward, Jacobs, and Bradshaw. So you had the three-headed running back attack. Three really good receivers, Burris, Toomer, and Smith. And then before Jacobs plowing through here, before that, you had um before he got hurt, you had Shockey, who yeah. had been an all-pro tight end five years earlier. So this 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 passing game especially had a hell of a lot of weapons. Yeah, and Shockey was on the team most of the year. People seem to forget that. He wasn't, you know, he got hurt this third to last game of the regular season. He wasn't like he got hurt in August and was never there. In fact, they'll show him at some point later on in this game mm-hmm. uh, up in, in like, a, a box, you know. And he got some criticism after that where people were like, why wasn't he on the sideline? Because he just broken his leg. <laughs> they didn't want him on the sideline for that. Um so after the second and three, I'll get back to sort of my uh, my timeline here. So they give it. This is Bradshaw here. Bradshaw comes up. It's just short. I think they marked this just short. Um, and by the way, we've already taken five minutes off the clock. They're in mm-hmm. nine forty in the first quarter. Um, I don't so, know. Has Eli thrown an incomplete pass? Not no. I don't think it's so. been all running plays and um, and completed mm-hmm. passes. I think. So in the in this in the second uh, that Saturday night game against the Patriots was very controversial because it was either the first or it was only on the NFL network which a lot of people didn't get at the time we didn't get in New York now it was mm-hmm. going to be on in New York on local TV but Congress got involved and they said like the whole country has to be able to see this game the Patriots are trying to go for 16 and 0 we got our first shot of Peyton Manning trying to hide from the cameras up in a box they found it took them six minutes to find him <laughs> exactly um, and he had said he was trying to be avoided and Brad, Bradshaw gets the first down and, gets, and carries the pile for another five yards. So they, Jeez. it's going to be first and 10 at about the 29-yard line as the clock continues to tick. Um, and there was all that controversy. And they finally ended up airing it on three channels. It was on the NFL Network. It was on, I believe, NBC because they had the rights to, like, nighttime primetime games. And then it was also on Fox because it was a... Or maybe CBS. It was CBS. CBS. It wasn't Cause it, Fox. Because if it had been a regular game at the time, it yeah. would have been on CBS. So it was so one, and it wasn't three sets of announcers, but the game was on three different channels. Um, Do you remember who the play-by-play guy was? I think it was Bryant Gumble, probably. He right? was brutal. He so, was absolutely terrible. Eli throws it to Boss for an incompletion, and Eli's, I think that's your first incompletion. And it was there. a drop. It wouldn't have been a big play anyway. But um, so then anyway, long story. Get back to this. I guess I can't say long story short. But um, first round of the playoffs, we were down in Florida uh, until the day before visiting our, our grandfather, who uh, unfortunately had gotten diagnosed in the past couple of months of then with uh, COPD. Um, so we were down in Florida, and we flew home Saturday night. And I got back and I watched the wild card game Sunday, uh, where they beat the Buccaneers. The um, second round game was against the Cowboys, and my roommate and best friend to this day—he's not my roommate to this day, but he's still my best friend—he um, was a big Cowboys fan. And we had to Christmas break was ending. It's third and seven here, so I'll get back to. And this. they just flashed. The Giants had three third down conversions in the opening drive which is a Super Bowl record. And they showed a shot of Tom Brady sitting on the bench as the whole first quarter's gone. Tom Brady, who broke every passing record in the book this year, 
Eli- and there it is to Smith again. Yep. And that's the fourth third down conversion. So Eli is establishing his presence right off the bat here. And they just showed a crowd shot, and I want to focus on that. This was apparently a very Giants-heavy crowd for a Super Bowl because I think we can't underestimate the fact of the Patriots had fully embraced the black hat thing by then. Yeah. Their first couple of championships, people, I mean, 01, everybody was rooting for them unless you lived in St. Louis. 03, 04, I don't think people were really hating on them too much yet. By this point, they they had gotten the cheating, the Spygate thing had happened earlier in the year. Belichick had really embraced sort of being like a glib sort of, you know, uh, what I always described as his routine Eli just threw one into the end zone. And Burris could have caught it. Yeah, Burris could have caught that. Yeah, and Ellis Hobbs breaks it up. I think Burris was looking <clears throat> for a flag, but um, they're going to show the replay here, so we'll see if uh, if he's got a case. I don't remember whether he had a case or not. Nah, that's good coverage. Um, Burris, Smith, and Toomer all lining up on the same side there. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, the, the second round of the playoffs, I was going to stay and watch the game at home. Uh, and then go back to college that night. But there was a snowstorm forecast, so I had to go home, uh, back to college, and me and my friend Mike watched the game together and had to coexist while the Giants, who had gotten their butts kicked twice by the Cowboys that year, beat them. Uh, watched the NFC Championship game in in, uh, in Philly with um, my friend's now wife, who was a Packers fan because she grew up in Wisconsin. But then, yeah, I came home uh, the weekend of the Super Bowl. I came home on Saturday uh, what about the Green Bay game? Did you stay? Oh, you uh, said yeah, yeah. you just said okay. I'm sorry. You're I, right, you're I came right. home that Saturday. Um, I remember I went to uh, a bar with two of my friends Saturday night and watched the Knicks play the Supersonics. It was the last year of the Supersonics. Good point. Um, and then uh, you know the next day I watched the History of the Giants DVD, killed a lot of time, and then I went over to to Andy's to watch the. Uh, Watch the Super Bowl, and at this point, where it's this first and ten, third and ten, excuse me, six twelve has gone off the clock. No, six twelve is left. Six twelve is left. I mean, excuse me. So he just hits um, Smith, Smith and, and Harrison get into it a little bit here. And I don't know if that play counted because the clock didn't run, unless that's just an error on the video. I don't. I, I know there was at least one or two little discrepancies with the clock in this game on the video. You mean? Oh, no. you're talking about actually yeah, in the game? Like they didn't run it. So, the Giants, you know, the good news here for the Giants is, okay, they've taken nearly 10 minutes off the clock, or nearly 9 minutes off the clock. Uh, They've kept the Patriots' offense off the field, but they're going to end up settling for three points here on a 32-yard field goal from Lawrence Tynes. The kick is up and good. Oh, you know what? The clock is frozen. They just showed it's five. five, The stadium clock showed five-something. Oh, so they took even more time. Oh, yeah. 501, yeah. So they took, that was a nine-minute drive. Seven-minute drive. Ten-minute drive. What am I talking about? Showing us here, 16 plays, 63 yards. Most plays on an opening drive in a Super Bowl. For Giant fans, that Super Bowl 25 drive against the Bills sort of looms large. Mm Mm-hmm. They had that drive coming out of the second half. Actually had a decent one at the end of the first half. How much time they took off the clock. They kept the high-powered Bills offense off the field. This had parallels to that, it felt like. Um, But as we're going to see on this drive, there's going to be a quick return to reality. The Patriots just take the opening kickoff back to pass the 40-yard line of the Giants. Who is that? Is that Maroney? Was that Maroney? I thought Maroney was bigger than that. Obviously, the Giants aspect of this is going to be a little more uh, 
we're going to be a little more focused on the Giants aspect of it, but I'll, I'll check who that was. Number 39. Mm-hmm. So now they're showing the Patriots in the... Um, they're showing the Patriots in... Uh, it was Lawrence Maroney. I Lawrence believe. Maroney. And this, I'll get to it in a second. This is some offense, obviously. Randy Moss. Welker. Yep, Wes Welker. And they uh, won this Dante one. Stallworth was on this team, too. Was he on this team or the second no, team? No, he was on this team. He was on this the team. Next year was the incident he had. Um, what incident did he have? He hit a guy and killed him driving his car. Oh, that's right, um, that's right, that's right. It turns out there was a little more to the story than got portrayed, but we don't really need to get into that. But um, the uh, So the Giants' defense had been horrible the first couple of weeks of the year, and then it really molded into a good unit. This was um, the pass rush of, of Strahan, O.C., Justin Tuck in his second year. Um, they were just constantly... Uh, Matthias Kiwanuka... But as you see, the Patriots now are just, they run with Maroney again. He's, they're already across the 50. So sort of the arc of this is everything the Giants did in the first drive, I get so undone quickly in this drive by the Patriots. It's showing the Giants starters here. Kavika Mitchell was on the team for one year. Yep. Mm-hmm. But makes his mark in both this game and in this season. Um, so... Third and two, they're showing Spagnolo in his first uh, year as the Giants' off- uh, defensive coordinator. His first tenure was much more successful than his second. They give it to Maroney on the third and two, so they haven't even really had to throw the ball too much. And they're they tried to throw it on the first down. They did like a fake reverse to mm. Welker. And this this is also this was the was this the year that Brady broke the record? I think it was for won. touchdowns. Yeah, he broke it against the Giants in that Week Seventeen game. Yeah, it was still Marino's record at the time. Obviously, yeah, and then Peyton Manning came back and broke it in Denver. Because I think there was a play where he threw it to Moss and he broke, like, the single-season touchdown record. Moss broke the single-season receiving record for touchdowns. Like, they broke, like, three records on one play. Brady, exactly. But now here's Brady back to pass, throw it long for the first time, over the middle to nobody. So, miss something got missed they there. They just cut right at This time they cut a huddle, so... Yeah, they th- do. There might have been a commercial or something, but... Uh, or there might have been, like, an ad for something, like a halftime show or something. And here he is throwing again, and there's... Uh, is that Stallworth? I think that might be Stallworth. We're obviously listening to this without the audio commentary, so... Um, you know, there might I, th- be, I think that Stallworth yeah. is 18. There might be... You know, most of the Giants on this team, I have the numbers remembered, but, you know, there might be a few guys on the Patriots that were a little dodgy and have to look up but uh, i believe that was stalworth so yeah. 1493 yards receiving from moss 1175 for welker and then 697 for dante stalworth one person who i had forgotten <laughs> being on this team and jet fans will appreciate this one of the starting tight ends is kyle brady who had <laughs> been with the jets well and you know what i remember about that there was a thing about like are they going to make Tom Brady have a T, T on Brady. his jersey? And I, I think they just had neither of them have yeah, it. Yeah, Kyle Brady didn't have one. There's Welker. Well, I mean, they really couldn't have got, made Kyle Brady wear a K and then Tom Brady not. Um, it's so weird to think that Wes Welker did not win a Super Bowl with the Patriots. For how long he was on the team and how important he was, he's like the face of that middle era. Because people kind of forget... The Patriots went 10 years without winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's why I consider it almost two separate dynasties. Um, 
But they won in 04, and then they didn't win again until the 14th season, I believe. Welker never won a Super Bowl because he was on those good Denver teams, 13 and 14. Which which team made the Super Bowl? 13. 13. The team that got their butts kicked by Seattle, yeah. yeah. And then he left in 15. His last year was with the um, with the Rams. One thing I want to point out that's not germane to this game, but kind of is because they just showed Tom Brady's jersey. Um and they're showing Brady's ankles over and over, so he must have had an ankle injury that I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the Super Bowl logo on there. I miss the old Super Bowl logos. Shortly after this, they did away with them, and now they're all like a generic, the Lombardi trophy with the year underneath it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think 43 or 44 was the last year that they all had their own unique logos. This one is not necessarily the most pleasing one aesthetically it looks like a minivan door if you look at it closely but it's got the you know it's unique it's got arizona colors it's got the 42 um but uh patriots just got a first down to kevin falk out of the backfield who he was on the team forever he was there he was on was he on the 96 team no he was he got there in 99 and he left in 11 so he predated belichick Predated Belichick. He was there in the Pete Carroll era, and he played in five Super Bowls with them. Or he was on five Super Bowl teams. Mm. I don't know if he. The 2011, he only played in seven games, so I don't know. And the other thing you forget. I feel like this might be the touchdown. This might be. This might be. First it. and 10 at the 16 yard line. Brady's in the shotgun. He's got good protection here. All right. No. I, that actually might be on the first play of the second quarter. Threw it over Ben Watson's head. Ben Watson, another guy who was on the team for a long time, just a real, uh, mm. you know, pro of a guy. When you think and talk about these teams, you forget about Moss because he. How long was he even with them? Like three, four years. Oh seven. He was not on the eleven team. So oh seven, oh eight, oh nine. Then he was on the team the beginning of ten. Ten was the year he was on three different teams. Yeah, because they cut him, then the Vikings cut then, him. Yeah, and then, then he, he went back to Minnesota. It was a big deal, and then they had to cut him because he was like really mean to caterers. Do you remember that story? I don't like, remember the specifics, but yeah, some family like incomplete there. Mitchell gets a little extra pop in at the end. Yeah, they, they. I guess the Vikings like every Wednesday would do something where like a different family came in and did catering, like different restaurants, and he was just like really being insulting to them, and they had to they were like they had to cut him because of that. Well, you know, you your stock has dropped when that's something they will cut you. Over. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he was out of football for a year. And then, anyway, he finished that year on Tennessee. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he was out of football for a year. Then he played in another Super Bowl in twelve. With the Niners. Oh, yeah. He was a backup. Interesting career. And now, now he's like an ESPN guy, and he's like very, you know, respected. He's yeah. like, I guess he was never like as personally outrageous as people thought, like in terms of like off the field. So they throw it here. We get a pass interference. And I remember this call. The first important thing is Brady takes a pop for the first time in the game. Uh-huh. And he hadn't taken a pop on this drive. Um, and they, they show this here, and it's pass interference. I think on Antonio Pierce – yeah, it's I remember not liking this call at the time because he, yeah, he gets there early. That's interference. It, it, <laughs> it, it is. Um, it, it's a good call. Um, I should also point out that when I say I remember not liking this call at the time, I was not in a state of mind that most people would consider rational <laughs> during this game. Um, I still wouldn't be this these days, but I was 22 years old. This was the most important thing in my life. <laughs> I'd been in college for four years in Philadelphia. My first year in college, the Eagles won this or went to the Super Bowl. The first week I was in college was week one. I got to watch the Eagles destroy the Giants. 
So they run on first down. They're stuffed. Maroney comes up short. Maroney yeah. gets to like the half yard line. I believe that's the end of the first. I think the touchdown's on the first play of the second quarter. That's right. Yeah. Um. So we're ticking the clock down, uh, down into the first quarter being over. So I'll um. This might be a good point just for a marker here when they are about to snap the ball for the second quarter in case anybody's out. They showed a thing, two possessions in the first quarter, fewest in history. It would almost have to be. <laughs> I doubt there was – you'd have to have Army for a half where there was one. So if you're trying to get back with us, we're just at the start of the second quarter. It's about 15-10. 15-10. On the YouTube video. Oh, oh, oh. I thought this is 15-10 left in the quarter. I'm like, that's not how quarters work. Think about how fast that was. That took 15. So, all right, Brady snaps it. They throw it. And Maroney plunges into. They didn't the, throw it. Oh, excuse me, they hand it off. Maroney plunges into the end zone. Fourteen fifty-eight left in the uh, second quarter, and after this extra point, it's going to be a while before anybody scores again. Yes, that's um, true. I believe it's the fourth quarter before anybody scores again. That's that's uh, what I. That's how I recall um, it as well. So, the and we'll talk about the Patriots here in a couple of minutes, but um, that game in Week Seventeen, the Giants had gotten after him. Human Eura specifically, and there's a clip, and who knows if it's more a just the way the angle looks as opposed to how it was in real time. Like, I'll never forget when I finally saw there was that clip all those years of Kobe Bryant. It was like a low baseline angle where he like fakes a pass and it looks like he gets the guy to flinch on like the out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then if you see the actual angle, that guy's like not really anywhere near him. <laughs> um, there's a clip from that week 17 game where Brady's in the shotgun and he's kind of like nodding. And OC's, like, nodding back at him. Like, they're, like, kind of nodding. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and then the Patriots kick the ball out of bounds. Goskowski just kicks it. It's illegal procedure. Belichick is wearing a red sweatshirt in this game, which was kind of out of nowhere. I remember people saying that that was, like, a jinx for them when, when this, you know, when they lose. There's Giselle. Uh, they show her there sitting, uh, drinking wine in the press box. <laughs> um, this was not the Super Bowl where she got caught afterwards yelling. Is that Jim yeah. Carrey? Oh, Jim Carrey and Jenny McCarthy, Jenny McCarthy. and the guy who played the, his uh, the Truman Show. There's Pamela Pamela Anderson there. The guy who played uh, Jim Carrey's friend in the Truman Show, and also plays the assistant coach in Miracle. I forget what his name. Oh, is. Oh, I know but exactly. That's, what you're talking. that's who he was with. All right, so Giants take over here. They go to Jacobs, couple yards. Um, so the Giants had really gotten after Brady in the in that Week 17 game, and that was considered like. Well, that's the only way it's going to work is if you get after Brady. Um, and they gradually dial up the pressure in this game, but they got to him a little on that drive, but not much. So he hits Burris over up uh, Burris. I think they rule that incomplete. Burris catches it going to the ground and it comes out. And I think they rule that incomplete, even though Rodney Harrison's running with it. Um, so they uh, there had been a, a clip before the game. And I, I have to be honest, Tom Brady get, got a bad rap for this. He What he was saying got misconstrued. Plexico Burris, before the game, in the week leading up to the game, it said, we're going to win 23-17. to 17. And Tom Brady laughed, and the clip that went around was him going, we're only going to score 17 points, <laughs> laughing. Mm-hmm. What really, the full clip there is he's like, he basically says like, we, why couldn't he have said they're going to win 35 to 32? Why did he have to say we're only going to score 17 points? Uh-huh. He's an offensive player. Shouldn't he predict a higher score? <laughs> but it got it got clipped to him laughing. And they I'm try sh- and go long here to Toomer. And Toomer, who that was the best thing he did in his career. When I th- when I think of guys making plays, 
Amani Toomer was the best player I've ever seen at getting two feet inbounds like and that. that was and that counted right. I don't know if it does because how do they not score any points then? Well, that was what I was going to say. One, I, I, I don't, well, who knows? I mean, they're, they called it. It happened 15 years ago. We don't, I mean, to it, me, looks it looks like, like a catch to me if he survives the ground, but I don't remember what happens, why they wouldn't get anything here. So. the Giants don't turn it over in this game, I don't think. No, that, it stands. So the Giants have first and 10 at the 19-yard line. Yeah, here. I don't think I've watched this game but once since it happened sort of beginning to end. So a lot of this is kind It's of, too tempting to just watch the fourth quarter, to be honest. Yeah, like, or the final drive yeah. or whatever, final two drives. Yeah. Um, so... And we'll see what happens because truth because honestly neither of us are remembering it. But yeah, Brady got a little bit of a bad rap there for that comment. Yeah, is I mean he was being a little bit smug, but he really wasn't saying like that's outrageous. We're only going to score fourteen points. He was more saying like, what is he a defensive player? Like why is he making that prediction? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? True. And they had also I think it was him who had said something before the week seventeen game when they were like, you know, the Giants aren't resting their guys. Like, what do you think of that strategy? And he was like, oh, I think they should rest O.C. and Tuck and, Bra- and you know, like, I don't – they weren't – the Patriots didn't personally disrespect the Giants in this game. Uh, Giants get a delay game here, I think, so they're moving. Eli's frustrated. Yeah, they're moving backwards a little bit. Um, this is also uh, – this referee, I believe this – no, it's not his last game. I'm, I'm thinking of the guy from the 86 Super Bowl. Okay. Um, he was a great referee. He unfortunately had a very bad one-year stint as a commentator on CBS as their officiating guy. Oh, okay. And Like five years ago, five years from now, like five years ago now, like yeah. 2017 or something, and he was so bad at it that they, they after a year, they had to pull the plug. He, mm-hmm. he left officiating before he like was going to. To do that they job. made him such a lucrative TV offer, and it just did not work. So... They show Peyton again, and he's by himself. Like, if you see the clip, there's people sitting in front of him, but Peyton's not with anybody's family. He's not with his wife. There might be somebody two chairs over, but the optics are that he's basically, like, lurking in the shadows. Remember, Peyton had finally won the year He had won one the year before. He had exercised his demons, um, and then they just hit uh, Tyree. That's Tyree's... Tyree's got three catches in this game, and that's one of them. Um, the other two are much more memorable. Yes, that's the... Uh, Mike Carey was the name Mike of the Carey, referee. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was Mike Carey, but uh, I, I, I thought that was his name, but I I didn't want to say the wrong thing. So, so yeah, the Giants are... Um, you know, they're two drives. They move the ball both drives. They only end up with three points, which is obviously a big issue, so... Third and five, they just showed Jared Lorenzen. Yeah, and he was fat. Good God. For an NFL player, he was a fat man. (laughs) And remember, the year before, there'd been rumblings. He was the third stringer this year. The year before, he'd been the backup. There was rumblings that he should play. And, I mean, that was... Oh, oh, that's that's what happened. It was a turnover. Yeah. Right to Smith, in and out of his hands. And then, who's this? uh, Dobbs? Or... Hobbs. Hobbs, rather. Yeah. Manning hits Smith, and Smith just sort of pops it up in the air and it gets intercepted so not on him but yeah they did we'll see the replay here yeah so Smith runs a nice route it's a low throw but then it just bobbles up in the air Ellis Hobbs intercepts it so the Giants come away with nothing there and that would have been a first down I think so yeah you're probably right aerial coverage is presented by Budweiser of the uh, Glendale Sky so to speak yeah no problem um, 
So my brother's going to pee, so I'll uh, I'll be by myself for a few minutes here. Um, I'm going too as well at some point. So the Patriots take over, and you know, uh, we, uh, obviously this is going to be a little more giant centric than um, you know probably would be balanced. But a most people who listen to this know we're giant fans, and b they win the game. So. Um, Spoiler alert. But the Patriots, you got to remember, so the Patriots had won the Super Bowl in 01, 03, and 04. Then they dipped a little. In 05, they lost to the Broncos in the second round of the playoffs. They had made a wild card, and they lost in the in – the, they, they, they won the division, but they didn't get a bye. And then they lost to the Broncos in the second round of the playoffs. That's always the one people don't get when you say name all the quarterbacks Tom Brady's lost to in the playoffs. He lost a game to Jake Plummer and the Broncos. And then in 06 – they again weren't great. They were, I think, the four seed. And they won in the second round. They upset San Diego. And that was when they the Patriot players were doing the lights out dance, the Sean Merriman dance on the 50-yard line in San Diego. And the Colts, who were also a three seed that year, neither of them, both teams who, the they both went on the road and won. They beat the top two seeds. So then they played in the AFC Championship game in 06. And the Colts beat them and then went on to win the Super Bowl. It was sort of the Colts getting the Patriots monkey off their back. But that year, that I think the number one receiver on that Patriots team in 06 was Rache Caldwell. So they went out and really reloaded the Giants. Uh, just stopped the Patriots on third and one. They had about six guys in there to stop them. Uh, so the Giants get the Patriots offense. And the, the, you can't overestimate how big this was to get the Patriots off the field after they'd just gone down and scored easily on their first drive. They're already close to midfield. The Giants just blow up the Patriots' offensive line. OC's the first one in, and then I think Barry Cofield makes most of the tackle. Um, so the Patriots are punting from uh, from their own 35 here. So they went in, they got Randy Moss, they got Dante Stalworth, they got Wes Welker. The offense was really retooled, and at the beginning of this season, they were just blowing teams out. The, they beat the Jets in that Spygate game week one, 38-14. San Diego, 38-14. Buffalo, 38-7. Cincinnati, 34-13. Cleveland, 34-17. They scored 34 or 38 points their first five games. They beat the Cowboys, who were at the time the second best team in the foot in football, 48-27. Dolphins, 49-28. Washington, 52-7. So and Eli just got sacked here by... Uh... Uh, Smith. I don't know who Smith is. He just got in Wolfork. So. Their, their first eight games of the season, they were beating teams by at least three touchdowns. They had a close call against Indianapolis to get to nine and zero. Then they beat Buffalo by forty six. They beat the Eagles by just three. They beat Buffalo by forty six. Fifty six to ten. Jeez. And I remember this December third game against Baltimore. It was a Monday night in Baltimore. This was the closest they came to losing. And I, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but I believe the. Billick did something weird with play calling at the mm-hmm. end where they either had a chance. To, oh, and then Bradshaw just put the ball on the ground and the Giants get away with one here. The Patriots pretty clearly recover this and Bradshaw steals it back. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he definitely does. Yeah, they, they get away with one here because Bradshaw goes down and I forget who it is on the Patriots. Is it Seymour there? He falls on it and yeah. somehow Bradshaw steals it back and the, mm-hmm. the Giants keep the ball. Um and they almost lost that game, but they came back and won. And then they finished up 21-point win over the Steelers, 10-point win over the Jets, 21-point win over the Dolphins, and then that Week 17 game against the Giants. So 
in my mind, they had slowed down late in the season, but they really hadn't. They had a close call against Indianapolis, a close call against Philly, a close call against Baltimore, and then a close call against the Giants. But the other 12 games were blowouts. So, you know, they they were ran roughshod through the league, and then... And they didn't have to play any of the other sort of powerhouses at the time. They didn't Dallas. have to play... No, I meant in the playoffs. Oh. They didn't have to play Pittsburgh or the Colts in the playoffs. It was, what, San Diego and before that, I think, Jacksonville? Yeah, so in the in the wild card round, or in the divisional round, they obviously had a bye. They went 16-0. and 0. Manning's got nothing here on third and 16 and throws it away. Um, they beat Jacksonville 31-20. to 20. I think it was the Saturday night game um, in the second round. And then they played San Diego. San Diego had upset the Colts the week before the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh-huh. San Diego had upset the Colts, so the AFC, and I remember watching that AFC championship game, it was the first game, uh, the 3 o'clock game that day, because obviously the Giants were going to play that game at night in Green Bay, and San Diego hung with them for a little while, but um, they really, it, it was. I think they did, uh, you know, the Patriots won 31-20, to and I remember, and I didn't like the Chargers at the time, too, because of the whole Eli Manning Chargers trade and all that, but I remember rooting for the Chargers, but, like, also kind of thinking, like, I don't know. If the Giants win today, it would be cool to play the Patriots. But, you know, I couldn't focus too much on that given, uh, you know, that the Giants still had to win a game in Green Bay in freezing weather later that night. Well, the thing about the Giants, that playoffs, everyone except for the Tampa game probably, mm. but every game it was the, – the, the next three games it was always like, okay, there's no way they're going to win this one. And then they did it three. That was what the, the thing. Whenever when they went to play the Patriots in this game, and everybody was saying, "Well, there's no way." And I was like, "Well, the only thing I would say is that no, nobody. Everybody said there's no chance they beat Dallas. Everybody says there's no chance they beat Green Bay. And if they did it twice, maybe they could do it a third time. To be honest, and Brady's got second and nine here, and they they, they get after and him. And they punch, sack him. And that's is that Strahan? I think Strahan officially gets credited with this sack here. Somebody else is in on this though. Yeah, I think it's Strahan. There's three guys I think, but Strahan. Gets credited. This is the last game of Michael Strahan's career. So that Brady drops back here, and oh, this is Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell fakes the blitz and comes right up the middle. Or so Mitchell shows blitz. Mm-hmm. Then he fakes like he's going back. He takes one step away from the line of scrimmage, and the line just the sea just parts. He runs in. He gets the initial contact. Strahan gets the next contact. But it was really Kavika Mitchell who made the play. And they don't so much force uh, tackle Brady there. They just kind of force him to lose his balance. Yeah, they like knock him off balance. He doesn't take a big hit, but he's... So now it's third and 17. And you can tell Brady's getting a little frustrated because... And there they are right now, and that's Tuck. And that's Tuck. And that's Tuck. I think that's Tuck's first sack there, and... I still I remember thinking at the time that Tuck, who didn't even start this game, was the, the ends were Strahan and Osi. Tuck had a really good case for MVP of this game, and and four years later too, Tuck, Tuck yeah. could have been the MVP of both Super mm-hmm. Bowls. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Tuck, this is Tuck's second year, so it, yeah, we're I'm, we're watching the replay. Tuck's inside; he's lined up inside. He just splits between the guard and the tackle and gets Brady. Um, so they've gotten pressure. They got they just sacked Brady twice in a row. The Patriots are punting from their own end zone with just under seven minutes left in the half. Um, so, the, yeah, the Patriots... Um, oh, with, with the Giants, with what you were saying, I, the game I was least optimistic about was Dallas. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly remember saying to somebody, the week between the... Um, the week between the... Uh, Week 17 in the wild card round. And in my head, it was college, but I wouldn't have been in college then. Let me just break in real quick. They just flashed a graphic. Moss, no catches so far. 
and now they're showing the Giants defense and they look pretty pleased with themselves on the sideline. I remember saying to somebody, if they don't have to play Dallas, they're going to the Super Bowl. I said, if they somehow get around having to play Dallas, they're going to the Super Bowl. And they turns out they did have to play Dallas and still, I didn't think they were going to win this game, but I thought they could win this game. Um, so now the Giants, and we know they're not going to capitalize, but they're trying to get the run game going again. Um, you know, the, the sort of the theme so far is this defense has gotten in Brady's face. You see on the sidelines now, Belichick's over. Uh, I don't know what they're talking about. We, we're getting a Chris Myers report, and they're showing Belichick, but obviously we don't know what what he's talking. Probably an injury or something. But Belichick obviously looking very frustrated on the sidelines with his offense, as um, you know, they're not protecting his his MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Y- you know, the 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 theme of this game, and, and we could talk about the symmetry, which is the two greatest game plans defensively in Giants history, at least in modern history. I can't really... And there's Bradshaw breaking yeah, off a nice run. Not to dis- besmirch Tom Landry, but um, the two greatest game plans are Steve Spagnuolo doing this to beat the 07 Patriots, coached by Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. and Bill Belichick's strategy in Super Bowl twenty five as the Giants defensive coordinator to stop to stop the K-Gun Bills. And that was a little more um, adventurous because they basically said, we're going to let Thurman Thomas run for 150 yards. Yeah. This was more, we're going to line up our aces. They called it the NASCAR package. We're going to line up our pass rushers, and we are going to get in this guy's face all day. And that's great to say, but it has to work, and it did work. So This is... This is Strahan before the, or after the game talking about how the team felt going into the game. He says, we felt like we could dominate them. We led the league in sacks, and when we get against the Patriots, we're supposed to not be able to pass rush. That's what we do. Got an ad on the screen for the halftime show, which obviously everything about this game, I'm not objective, but I also think it was a great halftime show with Tom Petty. I still, when any of the four songs that Tom Petty, because the DVD I have of this has the Super Bowl halftime show on there. Uh-huh. Anytime one of those songs comes on the radio, I still get a little like smile on my face about this game. Well, I know he did American Girl. So he starts with it's American he Girl. He must have done American Girl and Free Fallen. Must have been two of them. He go, it's American Girl, Won't Back Down, Free Fallen, and then he closes with Running Down a Dream. And yeah, that's the one I most yeah. associate with, mm-hmm. with this Super Bowl. So the Giants are driving again as the clock ticks under 4.30 here. You know, the Giants were not stymied this whole game. They moved the ball. They just, in between their first drive and the fourth quarter, really just couldn't punch it in. I mean, they're on borderline field goal range again, and we know they don't get a field goal. So, um, you know, it's it, it's it got the feel of sort of Bell, uh, Manning's back to pass. He hits Bradshaw, Bradshaw. for a minimal gain. Um it's got to feel a heavyweight fight at this point. They're taking each other's punches. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tom Coughlin, obviously the uh, the former Giant assistant. The, the thing I've learned in later years, he had never talked to his team about that 1990 Super Bowl. And the night before this game, in the the at the hotel, the in the pregame sort of meeting, he talked about his experience as the receivers coach in that 90. Uh, Super Bowl twenty five game and and what it meant and and all of that so you know I think that was a very cool uh, thing to hold back until the exact right moment. I have a point to make. I want to see what happens here. Bradshaw, another another run to the line. Coughlin, I have a rule 
that I don't read books that are ostensibly written by the person. Mm-hmm. So ghost written books because you just you can never tell like is the, how much did this guy actually contribute to this. The one that always comes to mind is David Wells who came out with a book and <laughs> talked about how he was drunk or whatever for his no hitter, drunk or hungover and he basically then denied ever saying it. But it's like you don't know what to believe. Yeah. Um in, in a lot of these guys, like you know, somebody they always used to joke that Mickey Mantle had written more books than he'd read in his <laughs> life. So um, we're looking here. Um, let me. I'll make my point after this third down, which I believe the Giants don't pick up. In fact, Eli's okay. And again, and they, they, they get another break here because uh, Bradshaw bats the ball forward, and Smith recovers it. Is that a first down? No, they call it an illegal bat. Uh, okay. I believe they throw the flag. You're not allowed to bat it forward eight yards. Okay. There are some people here who say, like, they didn't catch a break. It was a smart move because mm-hmm. I've heard people complain about that. There's no scenario where the Patriots get the ball there. They don't, they're not just going to award the Patriots the ball. No. Like, I mean, they, it's an illegal bat. You're not allowed to bat the ball forward eight yards. Um, but anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Coughlin is coming out with a book or has come out with a book about I don't know whether it's the season or the team or the, the, the just this Super Bowl. And I'm tempted to read it. I'm tempted to buy it and break my own rule just because, I don't know. It, 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 I'm surprised there hasn't been a book written about this team yet. Has there not been one that's just about that team? I, mean, I know there's the Acorsi book about like the making of a quarterback. But there hasn't been like a week to week one about this team. No, and the Acorsi book came out pre 07 season. Oh, okay. There hasn't there hasn't really been anything. And I mean, look, football doesn't get the level of literary attention that baseball or maybe even basketball get, but it's surprising to me that nobody's written a book. I mean, it's New York, it's a you know, it's the biggest market in the world. I don't understand why nobody's written a book about this team, but about this game, about any of it. It's it's surprising to me. If you if you listen to this and you know of a book that's specifically about this topic or something like that, yeah, you please. Know, um, First of all, let us know we can yeah, let us know so that we can read it, and then also send the author our way, and we'll interview him on the show. Yeah, that'd be good. I guess in love the, this line: Deal, Cybert, uh, O'Hare. What was the rest of it? Uh, so it was it was McKenzie and Snee on one side. O'Hara was the center, and then uh, O'Hara, not O'Hare, yeah, and then and, Deal and Cyber on the other yeah. side, yeah. And this they just showed a shot for those of you who are watching of Eli walking up to the line and all five guys. And this was the in front of him. This was the first year of this line. The year before Luke Pettigrew had been the starting left tackle. Or yep, right. yep, yep, yep. And then they brought in McKenzie, and then Cybert ended up moving. So this was the line: oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, ten, and then in eleven, and it was a great line. Oh eight was you know the next year was they were had the best rushing attack in the league. It was eleven. They moved things around. They cut Cybert and O'Hara. They brought in uh, David B- uh, Boss to play center, and then they moved Cybert to, uh, and then they moved Deal, I think, to tackle, and they, they moved some guys around. Giants punting here. Is this the first punt of the game by either team? I think no. It the is. Patriots punted once. Giants have Giants punting for the first time. Patriots punted twice, I think. Uh, okay, Giants punting for the first time, I believe. And Fiegel's was a very, very important part of this team. Fiegel's was one of the, you know the better punters in the NFL of the last 30, 40 years. Another one of these punters who was around forever, but he was really an important part of the team, Jeff Fiegels. Oh, yeah. They brought him in in, was 05 his first year with the Giants? He'd been he'd been with the Giants pretty quickly after Coughlin took over, and he was, you know, we talked very recently about, um, we talked very recently about the uh in our in memoriam, which actually hasn't come out yet, but about Ray Guy, and it's like some teams, it's it's like a childish um, 
They just showed the Giants two since the the, the pa- Patriots. The Patriots last two drives, and this is the 2007 Patriots since their touchdown drive. Two drives, negative seven yards, two punts, both three and out, both three and out. Yeah, so it's, it's hard more, to have two drives for negative seven yards yeah. if they're not both three and out. Yeah, <laughs> you have to lose 30 yards. They rush again. Brady takes a big hit again. He gets it away. He throws it down the field. Moss is double covered. And just Jabril, Jabril Wilson, Wilson a blitz. Yeah. And he, he hits Brady good. And it's not, you know, none of these are hits where Brady's lying on the turf unconscious, but th- these add up. So Wilson comes off. Nobody touches him. And he just drills Brady into the turf at about the two-yard line. Probably about a half a step away from being a penalty there. Well, and you got to remember it is 15 years ago. I mean, they protect the quarterbacks then, too, but it is 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, they're hitting them. I'm, I'm trying to – what I was saying, we kind of – I went like sort of not game by game, but I just sort of gave the overview of the Patriots season. We'll do that with the Giants in the second half because there's a couple of games that I think get overlooked. Um, Great stuff of the run there by OC. And it's at this point – it's clear the Patriots are probably trying to take it into the locker room. Um, so now the Giants take their first time out, which this could burn you because you're to the 07 Giants or Patriots. It's Tom Brady. You know, you just gave – they probably would have taken it down to 50 seconds there. This could burn you. It's a risk. It that, could, except they're so deep. They're yeah. I'm like their own 10 here. The halftime show is sponsored by Sobe Life Water, for the record. <laughs> um, Kurt, Terry, Howie, and Jimmy. I wonder whatever happened to those guys. Same guys, and then – they just added a guy who's playing, and the, right. the next year it was the five of them. Did um, Strahan join that quickly? Yeah, he was there the next year. All right, I, I remember watching his. At, I was at Fifty First State in DC, watching I think week two when he was on the Fox pregame show talking because he predicted the Cowboys to win the division, and people were mad. He was wrong, by the way. The Giants won the division that year, but um, so yeah, negative ten yards for the Patriots in the second quarter. Um, I want to make a point about this in in a second. Brady, they get you. They get stalwart. Yep, they get the first down. So so this probably brings them over into positive yardage. They're like yeah, but here's the thing. I remember feeling watching this like the Giants maybe had blown their chance because they've you know mm. now it's a little closer after that last play, but in the second quarter the Giants. Are up. Brady throws it. Brady throws again and gets hit, and that's a famous hit you see because he gets hit at like the waist, and it's OC. OC's back there. He hits Brady. Sorry, go ahead. So the Giants have a yardage advantage of almost a hundred yards in the first, in the second second quarter, Mm -hmm. and they've not scored any points. Yeah. So you got to what you think there is like, oh geez, you gotta, you want to upset a team like this. You want to go into the locker room at halftime winning. You don't want to be like, oh, we're, we're hanging with them. We're hanging with mm-hmm. them because... It's Tuck and Osi, by the way. Tuck and Osi both hit him on that. Mm-hmm. So it's second and ten with 105 left. But you're right. They left some points on the board. They definitely left at least three on the board. Um, in my life, there's sort of... And I've, I don't know if I've made this point on the podcast before, but... Get a flag here, which is there's outside of that illegal bat... And the one Pierce pass interference, there have not been many flags. It's a flag that gets called in the Giants in the second half that I'll rant about in a, when it comes. In my life, there's there's been like four or five. It's been uh, the 90s Yankees, Jordan. Good call, by the way. It's, it's a hold against uh, whoever's holding Antonio Pierce who's about to make the tackle. So yeah. Jordan, 90s Yankees, Kobe and Shaq, and really Brady – by and large, you'd were teams that I remember watching and 
Incidentally, the, they just the Patriots have the second fewest yards to date in a uh, first half of a Super Bowl. They have forty eight. Uh, the st- their second first is the and I that must be that they didn't do it, years. It there. said the Super Bowl number. Oh, did it, say, I, it took me to say it was the eighty five. It was the eighty five Patriots, the team with um, with uh, with Tony Easton at quarterback and John Hanna refusing to block for him after a while. But there were certain teams where I always kind of felt like. They'd let you hang with them for a little while, and then at a certain point, they just have had enough. Getting we got to stop here. We're showing they're showing giant Super Bowl history, and they show Bavaro McConkey. They show Norwood missing a field goal, and then Parcells being carried. Uh, and off. then they're showing Kerry Collins throwing an interception because that's all he did in that Super Bowl. Oh God, that was a. Ugh. Um, and Brady, I kind of looked at Brady, especially then, in that light of, at a certain point, they're just going to have had enough. They're gonna to- they're gonna toy with the Giants. They're gonna go into halftime. They're gonna decide. Look, we've let these guys hang with us enough, and now we just gotta well, and wipe them off the face of the earth. And that's why this is especially precarious because they're getting close to midfield. I believe now nah, they're back to the they're gonna get the ball in the second half too. So they could theoretically get something here and get something coming out of the half. And I think that was my big fear. So they throw it. Did he pick that off the ground or that is a catch? No, that's a catch. I think what happens here is I'm pretty sure they're getting close to field goal range and there's a sack right before the half where they get out of field goal range. That that sounds right. So that it's 40, right. 45 seconds and ticking. Um, and still no and catches from Moss. But again, they're still hitting Brady on every play. Mm-hmm. Even when he's completing passes, he's getting hit. Brady back to pass on a third and four here. He, now they get this one. He get no, no. It's I'm thinking it's like even later than this. Okay, like, well it can't be too much later. There's only 24 seconds. Left. They got two timeouts, I believe. Yeah, there's a second, second timeout. timeout. This is the Fox era of. It's a strip across the top. Now we're getting Patriots Super Bowl history. We're getting the aforementioned. How many times? Do you, and then we're seeing them lose to Green Bay in the 90s, and then now we're going to get the three. Uh, they don't even. Yeah, then now we're getting the the. Carolina won, the Philly won, the St. Louis won, all by three points. Um, how many times do you think they would have needed to rematch Super Bowl twenty for the Patriots to win a thousand? Like, yeah, I mean, like a hundred. I mean, I would say that a hundred. That's probably the two teams that are the least. Robert Kraft is wearing the only kind of shirt he knows how to wear, with a white collar and a blue yeah. shirt. Yeah, no, that that's got to be the two. Because that '85 Bears team was so dominant. The, whenever they show the highlights of that of that Super Bowl, it's like it's almost like ominous. Like it's almost like legitimately <laughs> depressing. You have to forget it was just a football game. It's, it's just like it basically was like somebody murdered somebody else. Like it's like watching a boxing match where it like stops being enjoyable because one guy clearly like yeah. shouldn't be in the ring. Like, There's an ominous feel in that one of like somebody could potentially get badly hurt here. <laughs> it's like you know what it is. It's like so Brady just steps into a and nice throw, Moss. hits there's Moss. Moss and. I would not be surprised if in a second here we get a graphic that says, or, or maybe just Bucker Aikman said it. Um, first, uh, you know, first uh, first completion for Moss. Crazy that Buck and Aikman are still doing games together. I'll bite on another yeah. uh, another network now. But and Moss, they got they got the matchup. They had to be looking Dockery? for against Dockery, yeah, who I think was the fourth corner at this point. So they're across midfield. They still got one timeout left. It looks like they got a chance at some points. Brady steps into a throw. And oh, and he gets stripped. Tuck strips him. Yep. Tuck strips him. O.C. recovers it. I believe O.C. recovers it. Does O.C. recover it yet, or do the Patriots get it back? I think the Patriots, I think the Giants get it. So Tuck just, the, the Brady's obviously getting ready to step into a throw. T- 
Tuck gets uh, blind, hits him on the blind side. Giant ball. Strips the ball. Giants recover. There's 10 seconds left. Oh, you see that Tuck just comes loose. Right as Brady's getting ready to step into a deep throw, he gets hit. Then OC wraps him up and brings him to the ground. And to be honest, obviously it doesn't happen, but that could hurt you. He's got his arm fully torqued to throw deep, and Tuck grabs his, like, wrist. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the Giants recover. There's 10 seconds. I don't know if they even do anything here. I'm sure they don't. Like, Tuck is having a – they're showing Tuck on the bench here and all the rest yeah, of the guys. He should have been the MVP of this Super Bowl. It's an interesting discussion. Well, yeah, I guess when you lead a team on a drive to win it, you're going to get There's also it. a chance that a guy who caused a touchdown and the ball with his helmet. That's a fair <laughs> one, too. That's a fair yeah. point, too. All right, so 10 seconds, Giants are in the shotgun. I think maybe they try something on one play and it doesn't go anywhere, and then they just take a, na- take a knee or something. So Manning's back deep. Throws over the middle. It's incomplete. There's five seconds left in the half. And they got Ruben Drones in the backfield there. Which yeah, is- it's, I think there was – so I have the DVDs of this season, and I'm, like, only about halfway through them. I just put them on occasionally. There's, like, one game early in the year where Jacobs doesn't play because he's hurt, and Bradshaw's still a rookie, and Ruben Drones gets, like, the lion's share of the carries in the well, game. Ward was on this team too, right? I don't know. He might have been hurt all year. The next year was the earth, wind, and fire year, and that we should talk about – I mean, maybe we can wait till the second half, but let's not lose sight of the... Oh yeah, they got Moss deep on defense here with five seconds left, just in case the Giants try something. Moss is standing at the five-yard line. Um, so Manning's in the... Now they call a timeout. Um, we should just mention Tiki Barber. Ward played in eight games, but didn't... He was I, I, think, he got, I think he got hurt in the Detroit game, because if I'm not mistaken, Ward and Matthias Kiwanuka both got lost for the season in the Detroit game. We're seeing a thing of QB pressure... On uh, on Brady already, just seeing him get knocked on his ass a bunch of times. Um, and here's the thing, too, not to denigrate anybody, but it is mostly the D line doing this. Oh you yeah, you had Mitchell in there on and, the and one, Wilson once, but well, but that's a blitz. That's not really pressure. But I mean, also they can't. Um, I don't know if that was the video or if that was just some weird 2007 stylized where it like paused a couple of times, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, so he's been dropped back 17 times, he's been sacked three times, knocked down six times, and a fumble lost for Brady and a half. But the other thing, any pressure they're getting beside that is because of how much the line has to devote to the defensive line. You know what I mean? That's true. So now I think the Giants take it. I don't know, they, they, must, they must try something here because it's second and ten, five seconds left. They're in the shotgun. Uh, maybe he just gives it up. No, he throws it. All right. I think he throws it short. Patriots though. rush two. He steps into it with one. Oh, no, the Hail Mary. It throws a Hail Mary. It's knocked down. You know, nothing really there. So we go into the half. It's 7-3 Patriots. Both teams scored on their first drive. Coughlin, they're showing him, and he seems pretty pumped. I mean, he's, you know. But I guess the thing we got to remember is the Patriots are still winning. You know what I mean? Well, and that's my point is that it's not as if, <clears throat> it's not as if the, you know, bad comparison, but it's the one I'll always make because I was there. But when UMBC played Virginia in what year was that? Twenty. And it just showed a graphic: the teams leading at halftime, thirty-two and seven. Yeah. Now a lot of those teams were leading twenty-five to, or twenty-eight to seven. But go ahead, sorry. You, you know, when I was at UMBC Virginia in um, twenty whatever year I did that, twenty eighteen, in the NCAA tournament when UMBC beat them, they were up like fifteen or whatever it was at halftime. They never they led the whole game. Mm. It, if two teams are close. 
but one team is clearly the favorite, and the Patriots were, I think, like, what, 12-point favorites in this game? Close to me is like, okay, they just haven't, they haven't been able to put their foot on their neck mm. yet. you got to be up big, so goes my theory, against the superior team. And I think that's one thing we can't lose in this, two things. One, I think this was just a particularly awful matchup for New England. I agree. And I think, I don't think if you played this game ten times, the Patriots win nine, to be honest. I, I think this giant team was just a particularly bad matchup for New England, where if they played ten times, it probably would have gone five and five. Because they played twice, and once was they were both three-point games. So you're saying it's not so much an upset, it's just a bad matchup for the I Patriots. I mean, it is an upset, don't get me wrong, but it's a just the way this was designed was a nightmare matchup in there. We're obviously skipping Tom Petty and we're getting right to the start of the third quarter. I think this was just a nightmare matchup for this Patriot team. Yeah. Because um, obviously it was. I remember an Onion article uh, the week before the game. It was said, Giants, colon, we almost beat the Patriots once. We can almost beat them again. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Um, Bill Simmons, and I, I, I over the years of just I've become a little more disenfranchised with him, but he wrote a thing after this game, obviously a big Patriots fan. And he said, he's talking about the halftime and he's like, you know, I I was expecting this to be a little more of a coronation. It seemed like obviously the Patriots were going to be tested. They were going to get beat up. They were going to, you know, whatever. He's like, that said, I still didn't think they were going to lose at halftime. Yeah. And neither did I, I did not think the Giants were. I, I remember yelling at people at probably after it was reasonable to do so saying zeros. Three zeros on the clock before mm. I want to hear any nonsense. So um, we're uh, getting ready to start the third. Um, their Belichick's turning on his radio. So the Patriots will start with the ball here. And again, if you're a Giant fan here, it's like, okay, well, and this is probably a thing. I think in the last 15 years, this is people have gotten a little smarter about this, but it's like, Oh, halftime adjustments. Let's see what they're going to do. Uh-oh, he's had 25 minutes to make adjustments at halftime. Um, but it's a lot more of the same, really. But this was a obviously a crucial drive because if the Patriots score here and go up 14-3, to the game's probably over. And the Giants are demoralized. And they haven't done anything on offense. They get a good stop on the kick return. Um, Chase Blackburn makes a nice play there. Going to Pam Oliver. I think she was on the Giants sideline. I don't remember what she's talking about. She talked to Tom Coughlin at halftime, I'm sure. Yeah, um, I think she was the Giants. Yeah, because they would do the two. You know, I think Chris Myers was the. Uh, yeah, they just hey, had him up yeah. a minute ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Patriots start out with the ball here early in the third quarter, and they're showing OCU Minora, who has made a living in the Giants or the Patriots, and now Strahan. And I mean, these guys are just they're they're feasting so. Brady and the shotgun to start the half. The third quarter is probably the quarter I remember the least about because the fourth quarter just obviously overshadows it. So first play, Brady gets Welker over the middle for 15 yards, and it's like, okay, well, this is obviously what they're going to do. And that's what Welker did was get a catch a ball over the middle and get five, eight yards he, after the catch. He always seems like he was running barely off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like, he always seems like he was running, like, you know when you see, like, a, 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 not that you would, you'll know, like, when you see, like, when they show, like, motorcycle races, and when they turn, and the guy's knee is, like, three inches off the ground, that's what he always seemed like he was running, like, his shoulders and forearms were barely off the ground. So, now the Patriots are uh, first and ten at the 36-yard line, and they give it to Maroney, or is that Maroney? Yeah. I think it's Maroney. 
Yeah. And he had like a six-yard gain. So the Patriots are moving. They're getting close to midfield already. Sec- first half, they got an interesting graphic up here. First half comparison in week 17, the Giants were up 21 to 16, 198 yards to 173 yards. Tonight, 7 to 3, Giants 139 yards, Patriots 81 yards in the first half. But like you said, they're still losing. And, uh, you know, one big play to Moss here, and it's 14 to 3. And that's what it felt like was coming at some point. Brady drops back. Straight here, I remember that play. He's going to throw like a. Uh, sort of swing pass on second and short to, I think, Falk in the back, and Strahan just gets in and just knocks it down and blows it up and makes third and three. So even there, that's not a quarterback pressure, but he's able to just, with his left hand, he just tips it just enough where the he blows up the play and brings up a third down. Shot of Spagnolo here going through his signal. Spagnolo was in his first year as the Giants defensive coordinator. He'd been with the Eagles. He turns down the Washington job and stays for another year with the Giants. Then he gets the job in St. Louis uh, in 09. Strahan drills Brady again, but the Patriots pick up a first down at the 47-yard line. But again, they show, you know, they cut back to O.C. Uh, it was O.C. who drilled Brady. I might have said Strahan. They show Brady picking himself up off the turf because O.C. just gets right around the left tackle and is able to knock Brady, and Brady takes a bit of a pop there. But he's hanging in. He's making the completions. Um, so the Patriots are, uh, you know, this was the drive they needed up to this point. Uh, Brady gets knocked down again. He's been knocked down or sacked more than half of his drop back so far. That's a great run stop by O.C. Who O.C. took a lot of criticism in his career for not being good enough against the run. But here he they makes a really nice play. The Giants had gone 10 and 6 this year. They'd started out 0 and 2 really horrendously. They let up 45 points to Dallas and 35 points to Green Bay. The Green Bay loss seemed worse at the time cuz Green Bay had gone like 4 and 12 the year before. It didn't seem like Green Bay was going to be a good team. And this they, was what this was Favre's last year, right? Now Green Bay ended up going to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. But then they reeled off six wins in a row. They had the goal line stand against Washington. They beat up San Francisco, Atlanta. They went and played the first game in London against Miami. So they're six and two, and we'll come back to that after the second and twelve. Um, Brady hits Welker. Same thing, Welker over the middle. But it's still third and six, third and seven. Um, then they lose to Dallas big, the second crack. So the division's over at that point. They're not catching Dallas. Then mm-hmm. they're six and three. Dallas is eight and one. Dallas has swept them. They have a win against uh, Detroit the next week. Then comes the horrible Eli game against Minnesota. So they're seven and four. And the two games people forget, and we'll I'll come back to this after third and five. They got Welker split out wide. Patriots are just the just they're in the NFL logo in midfield about the giant forty seven or forty eight here, and I believe there's more pressure here, although that's not a very risky guess. Oh, they actually get it off. They get it off. It's not a but uh, Pierce makes a nice Pierce, play to hold Falk short of the first down, and also where he's not inches shy, and they go for it. True. The two games people overlook: the Giants had two straight road games at seven and four. And they had to go to um, – first they went to Chicago, who Chicago had been in the Super Bowl the year before. They weren't having a great year, but they'd been in the Super Bowl the year before. And the Giants beat them. And then they went to Philly, and they beat Philly, who they beaten the crap out of on um, the Week 4 game. That was the game in uh, where O.C. had six sacks, and the Giants sacked McNabb 12 times in Week yeah. 4. Mm-hmm. So from letting up 80 points two weeks earlier to you know doing that um, – and they beat the Eagles at the buzzer, 
or at the gun, Dave, the Eagles managed to get in field goal range for David Akers to kick like a 59-yard field goal. And Belichick's challenging this, and I remember this penalty. Um, yeah, and this was the one that bothered me so much. Too many men on the field. They Too many men on the field. You got a giant player running off. And it gives the Patriots new life. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to remember here. There was something about the refs are trying to tell. This is, and we don't have the sound on, so I might be missing some of this. But if I remember this correctly, the refs are trying to tell Belichick that he can't challenge it. A penalty. Yeah, that he can't challenge a penalty. And then they let him challenge it. And any- then they let him challenge it anyway. Let's uh, see if I can read lips here. So they do challenge 12 men on the field. You know what I think? I it, tried to turn it on there just for a second just to you, hear. You what know what I think it was? I think you were always allowed to challenge this, but we just always heard you weren't allowed to challenge a penalty, so how are they doing that? Okay, yeah. so they're reviewing that. Because yeah. it wasn't a penalty. It was There was no penalty. He was challenging there should have been a penalty. Yeah, and I didn't think you could challenge that. But you could, I guess. So... Because they wouldn't have just said, oh, all right, we'll let you. But at the time, it seemed like they couldn't because we didn't know. Um, so anyway, and I think if you – and maybe this was something Buck and Aikman were saying, but it seemed – and Coughlin doesn't seem too upset, mm-hmm. so maybe it was I mean, he should be upset that the guy didn't get his butt off the field. But he doesn't seem upset he's, at the He's right. upset at his special teams coach. Um, but honestly, as Coughlin goes, he's not that yeah. angry. But here's the thing, and this is <laughs> – he just gave this team new life. It was fourth and two – and the Patriots were punting, and now they have the ball. Exactly. Like, exactly. The fact that this didn't burn them is incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I remember that at the time being, oh, okay, th- this is what's going to do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're at like the, the 40 problem. yard line now. Yeah. Like the fact that they, the Patriots literally punted, and suddenly their offense was back on the field. Brady at this point is 12 of 19 for 112 yards. He drops back to pass here. Throws a uh, again a, a screen. It gets it gets a few yards, but not a ton. It's four yards. Um, but you know what? It's pretty clear at this point that uh, they don't want to trust. They don't want to. They don't trust a five or seven step drop because Brady doesn't have time to throw when he's when he has a five or. Now we get a false start, and they're back to you know that wipes out that last play. How many? I'm looking here. How many catches did Maroney had a ton? He. Yeah, see if you can get that. I mean, he's obviously – they were shorter passes, but, yeah, he – they obviously – I forgot they went to him this much. Oh, I'm – only two. Oh, okay. Well, it, it seems like they've been throwing <laughs> the ball to him left and Well, that right. play just got wiped out. Okay. Because it was a penalty, so would have been three. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so now it's second and 11. Brady throws. They throw to the side to Welker, and this time the Giants are all over it. Webster's right there. So Webster and Ross. Ross is a rookie here. He was their first-round draft pick this year. And they got great production out of their rookies. It, at the time, it was like, what a draft class. None of the, Aaron Ross had a nice career. Yeah. But none of the rest of them had great careers. But, like, Jay Alford makes a big play late in this game. Bradshaw was a seventh-round draft pick, so he had a nice career here. Um, they, this Tuck's rookie year? No, Tuck was the year before. Okay. Um, so they, they, I'll pull up their full draft class. They all made the team and they all contributed, but they no, not a lot of them had like great careers after this. Third and thirteen for the Pats here, and I don't think they get this. So they throw it again to Falk. They throw it to Falk. 
and he picks it up. So they pick up a. Th- so look at. I'm the- thinking Falk more too. By the way, oh, Falk had seven yeah. receptions. So the Giants draft class in 07 was Aaron Ross, Steve Smith, Jay Alford, who makes a play in this drive, Zach Diossi, who just retired like two years ago. He was their long snapper for forever. Kevin Boss, who had a couple of nice years. Adam Coates, who didn't really do anything as an offensive lineman. Michael Johnson, and then Ahmad Bradshaw. So they had a, a draft class that didn't. A couple of guys who had nice careers, but they all contributed for the most part in this game and season. Brady just broke the record for most career completions in the Super Bowl. A record I'm going to guess he still holds. <laughs> How many more Super Bowls did he play in after this? 11? He played in five more with the Patriots, didn't he? Well, they win three more. And lose right? two. And they lose. So he's, he's in six more Super Bowls. Brady played in ten Super Bowls. Yeah. That's crazy. I think that was the... the um, and they're in first place this year. Well, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? As of yeah, they're six and eight. <laughs> they're in first, but so now, so think about what the Giants have gotten away with on this drive. They let up a third and whatever. They had too many men on the field on a punt. And there is the lone reception on the game for the great Kyle Brady. Brady to Brady. Yes. And I believe later he throws to Tom Brady. No, no, that that wouldn't be till now when they decide teams when teams have decided it's a good idea to try to throw the ball to Tom Brady. <laughs> um, I mean, it did almost work in that Super Bowl against the Eagles a few mm. years ago. But then the Patriots, try, the Bucks tried to do it earlier this year, and he just fell down, and the ball got intercepted. I think I was watching that. <laughs> Don't throw the ball to Tom Brady. Not, at, not so, at forty-six years of age. The other thing to point out: it's halfway through the third quarter. It's third and seven. This is really a this is a huge play here. Like if they if they pick this up and get a touchdown, you know the Giants could probably have weathered it if it was ten to three, but not a fourteen to three at this point. And here comes Strahan. Strahan. Strahan sacks him. Yeah. And Strahan chases, uh, chases Brady and down. That this video that they're showing is Strahan with his arms in the air doing the flexing his muscles. You see that quite a bit on highlight reels and whatever. And he chases Brady down. He's from coming from the back end. Brady's rolling the other way, and he chases Brady down, tackles him. It's a solo sack. It's just him. No, There's nobody else in on the play. It's third down. And now I think, do they miss a field goal here? I think they kick a field goal here. It's fourth and 13, so they're obviously not going to go for it. They are they going for I'm it. I'm an idiot. They do go or for it. Or do they it. try and draw him off and then call timeout? Ah, uh, they must, yeah. No, they well, snap why it. Why would you try and draw him yeah. off on? So they snap it. Brady throws it downfield. They go deep. It's a bad throw it's by Brady. way out of bounds. Is that Jabbar Gaffney they're trying to get at is there? Is that Gaffney is 10, I think? All right. I'm going to run to the facilities real quick. Do you want me to bring you a beer down for the fourth quarter? Uh, you know, I'll wait till it's officially noon until I get my beer. All right. I'll be back. So... Andrew's a little better at doing this, uh, doing this solo than I am, but uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best here. Get myself a little bit of, a little bit of water. They're showing the University of Phoenix Stadium, which, if you listen to the last episode, you realize that I didn't put two and two together that that was actually a sponsor and not where the University of Phoenix plays, and that was a stupid, stupid thing for me to think for a number of reasons. Giants got the ball back here. Seems to be some confusion. They keep showing Junior Seau and can't help but feel a little bad for him. First of all, feel bad for him because he kind of, um, you know, had some 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 tragic a tragic end. Uh, you know, about five six years after that, um, you know, head injuries and that type of thing, and ended up 
taking his own life, but just from a football point of view, I always, I remember even when the Giants won this game, Seau was sort of the one guy that I felt bad for that didn't get the ring, and there's actually a famous picture of him with um, confetti raining down on him, uh, you know, giant confetti sort of in the dejection. Giants got second and six here. I formation, little throw. Hits, uh, hits Tumor. Uh, sort of the flip side of that, and I think we talked about this a couple years ago when we did our all-time Giants team, about how Tumor was probably the guy on the team that we were the most, at least that I, as a Giant fan, and I think Andrew probably feels the same way, was kind of the happiest for, because he'd been on the team, I think going back even maybe to the the, the final day, days. Are watching of- sports? <laughs> I would Tumor just had a catch to get the Giants That's the first right. down. And I was just saying how he might have been the guy when the Giants won that I was the happiest for on this team. And I was trying to remember his he started, I think his last year might have been like the end of the Reeves era even, wasn't it, Tumor? I he might I, I wanna say ninety eight, but I could be wrong. Let me check. I know because I know Barber was ninety seven, right? Barber, I believe, was 97, but I think Toomer might have been before him. Let's see. You may hear the Hello Old Sports mascot, uh, good old three-legged thumper barking in the background there. His first year was 96, so yeah, so, yeah he, the he last the year of the Reeves year, yeah. So you're right. He was. It was nice that he got one. It was not. Did this, he retire right after this? No, he played the next year with them. He had a good year. A really good team. And then in uh, 09, I think he got cut and he tried to make it with Kansas City and he might have been on the roster but it wasn't you know wasn't long he just made another catch another nice catch yeah. by him just short of the first down all right so is that fourth is it fourth down now i think it's third so we're getting late in the third quarter here is about 428 or yep. so in the third quarter you know and at this point it's time is running out i mean there's still a lot of time left but you know it's there's only a third of the game left you only have a couple more drives and they and the measure. Giants get the first down here by literally just the nose of the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really close, but they get it. And it's, you know, any sort of fantasy is that this game was going to be a coronation go went away, and they just showed Junior Seau. Um, I was talking a lot about Seau while you were in the bathroom, about how not only, I mean, obviously the end of his life was very sad, but also just how bad you felt from him just from an on-field point of view that he he was the one guy on the Pats I felt bad for. I could see that. He had been on he had been on that Charger team that got destroyed by the uh, by the, the Niners. 49ers, what, yeah. That was a long time. That was like 13 years before this. Yeah, Four, it would have been 90, yeah, 94, 94 season, season yeah. yeah. But he was one of the best players in football for a long time. Usually not on a great team. Eli gets forever to throw the ball here, but the only the plays designed for Burris, who's got three guys in his vicinity, so ball kind of incomplete in the end zone. Not it's not almost intercepted, but it certainly was a throw into traffic. Burris is smiling at the defenders, so he's obviously. Uh, Burris had been a couple of things about Burris. He had played almost his whole year on a very bad leg. Yes. Um, he had been getting not as bad as the next year. <laughs> he'd been getting more cortisone shots than is probably advisable. Mm-hmm. He got a cortisone shot at halftime of this game, mm-hmm. um, and I believe the quote. And who knows if he actually said it at the time? But the quote after the game was: "He basically told them, I don't care if you have to cut it off after the game. Give me the shot." Um, mm-hmm. So he uh, he had in the NFC Championship. He hadn't practiced since like October. 
in the NFC Championship game, he was phenomenal in negative 20 wind chill. He, there's the Packers announcer says, boy, Al Harris, he must be cold because he's been undressed by Plexico Burris. <laughs> so Burris does not, I mean, he obviously has one more big play to make in this game, but Burris was huge for them this season and in the playoffs, specifically in the NFC Championship game. And everybody kind of had their moments throughout the playoffs. Toomer had that long catch against the Cowboys early in the second round of the uh, game, the first uh, drive of the game. He had like the 60-yard touchdown. So it's third and six here. Manning drops back, kind of forces one to Burris incomplete. So the Giants really don't do anything on that drive. Uh, you know, they, they stall. They tried to force it into Burris a couple of times. I was just about to say, you wonder if the frustration of the fact that they can't get anything going with the offense is tr- leading him to try and force it into his best receiver more and more. Because that's, I mean... I guess theoretically, but he he's really he's kind of forcing it. That, yeah, he's well covered by. I mean, it there. is third and six, so you know. And the other thing that I think is important to point out, they do a really good job protecting Eli, except for one play. Like yeah. Eli's not constantly on his butt in this game, you know. And you would think they might have said, and uh, Fiegel, another really good punt by Fiegel. It looks like a bad punt, but then you realize the ref's going to stop. The ref's going to stand out of bounds at about the ten yard line. Yeah. Um, you know, you would have thought, okay, this guy's in his fourth year. He's been up and down. You would think, okay. Yeah, Pat's got the ball at about the nine and a half right here. As a false start. You would think, okay, they're going to try and get in his face. And they probably tried, but they mm-hmm. didn't succeed. So they both move. Do they call this a neutral zone infraction or do they call it false start? False start. It is a false start. Um, the giant guy kind of moved. The, I don't know who it was, but then he didn't really go into the neutral zone. And then Watson... Watson moved, yeah. It's Strahan, isn't it? Is it Strahan? In this day and age, that might be an uh, an encroachment, which I actually don't like. But um, Patriots but, have forty one plays run on offense. Nineteen have been for zero yards or less, and so that's like the most high powered offense of all time. That's damn close to half. Yeah, and it's we're through three quarters here, or almost through three quarters. So first and first and fifteen, and they're at their own five here, getting late in the third quarter. And again, they've they've managed to hold on here. And, and again, they smack Eli uh, Brady. Or smack Brady, rather, yeah. Yeah. So and it's Mitchell. Mitchell again. Again, yeah. another one that might be a flag today because he gets him in the head, but not not with his helmet, just with his arms. But um, you know, they're not giving him a moment's peace. You would think, okay, it's first and fifteen. You're backed up. I'm guessing it, and it's the same play. Mitchell just comes through the middle. He drill. Yeah, that's a 15 yard penalty today, but um, it wasn't at the time. Um, and the thing with with this is like I'm guessing they're thinking safety here you know what I mean they're probably thinking we gotta get you know we can come up with a safety and and get this to 7-5 um that you, and why wouldn't you think that with the way they've rushed right Brady takes a short drop and hits Welker and over the hit, middle again hits Welker they get the first Welker down. 11 catches for over 100 yards in this game and if you and this is what this you realize here this is what they realized they had to do we got to take short drops we got to throw it to Welker get it get it out get it out get, quick get yeah. it out you know over the middle of the field is fine and line up against these giant you know get Welker against Kevin Dockery or a safety or something like that or a linebacker um, there he's covered by Jabril Wilson, who was a good player and actually used this game to get a huge deal from the Raiders. Ended up coming back to the Giants later on, but um, a bunch of guys—that was the one down. A bunch of guys on this defense signed big deals elsewhere yeah. after this, which is again that comes with it. It's part of it, but now they're getting the running going. And again, you just 
at this point, you're lamenting missed opportunities. We're going to hold this team to 14 points and still lose this game. Yeah. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, as we're inside of two minutes in the third quarter, and it's like, I don't know if I remember thinking this at the time, but it was like, well, it's going to be nice that we played this team really well twice, but they're still going to go 19-0 and and win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Giants are going to be a footnote. Too. Yeah, hey, the, the the 79 Rams gave the Steelers a really nice game in that Super Bowl out of nowhere, and people were like, hey, good job, as the Steelers won their fourth Super Bowl. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Well, and you also have to realize that the Giants hadn't been a factor in the NFL. The last Super Bowl they'd made... They were very, very much a footnote. Yeah, a nice uh, shot of some bananas. Some bananas. Yeah. I guess, are they maybe saying that they're like... Trying to keep oxygen, or what's it, uh, vitamin B or whatever. Potassium. Yeah. Usually when the bananas get to that color, that's when I'm saying to my wife, do we have a plan for these? Well, that's what I was wondering, if maybe, if maybe that was because they're in Arizona and the heat. I mean, <laughs> it is February, but... That could be. That could be. Um... I feel like that's the thing Collinsworth would have said something smarmy about. <laughs> I guess they got their bananas there. I'm not sure what the point of that is. Or, or something over about the them mid- being brown. Welcome over the middle again, right there. Yep. So they're again they're moving. And I don't know if you uh, if you guys caught it. We can't rewind, but it, if anybody else just caught it as you're watching the video, there was a guy there, and it's Christmas Eve today. A guy there who looked like Santa Claus was at the game with his white beard. <laughs> but if you saw it, you saw it. If you didn't, well, he would have done his work for the year. Exactly. Everybody's retired. Nice, <laughs> nice vacation in Arizona. Yeah, in that's where all the old people go in February. This is probably the last play of the quarter here. First and ten, right around midfield. Yeah, they're right past the fifty. They've played a and lot of driving. Yeah, they've played a lot of this game at midfield. Brady overthrows Welker there. Welker would have had six or seven yards at least to the sideline, and Brady sails it on him out of bounds. Although he's very mad at somebody. I don't. It yeah, seemed like that, that was. was Seemed like that was his fault. I, that was almost no. I see. I think that was a miscommunication. I don't think that was just an overthrow. And there's now we get another fault. And these guys are jumping because of the Giants' pass rush. And Brady's looking for an encroachment, but I don't think he gets it. Yeah, Matt Light jumps there. These guys are. You can tell they're they're jumpy because of the pass rush, and they're moving too quick. And now we're seeing Corey Webster, who'd missed. I think he got hurt in the Week 17 game mm-hmm. and missed the, at least the Denver, uh, at least the Tampa game, maybe even the Dallas game. Um, because a couple of guys did get hurt in that game. Because that's the, O'Hara got hurt, and I think missed the at least the first playoff game, and Webster did. Because there were people on second, second and fifteen here. Brady drops back. He gets good, gets good protection for once. Yeah, wait, talks himself into a hit though. He did take a hit there, but and I think he could have had yeah. Moss on there with a perfect throw. Moss was behind yeah. the defensive backs. The one thing I want to say, oh uh, yeah, well let's let's look at this real quick. Yeah, Moss, he is, yeah, he's got. I mean, would have had to have been a, a better throw. throw. Yeah, but the so a couple of guys got hurt in that in that New England game. In hindsight, it was unanimous, and I'm not going to say most people didn't agree. There were some people in the couple of days after that that were like. Oh great! We we started guys in a game we didn't need to put up a good show. Yeah, because the thing was with that was, and I'll just wait till the, the last play of the third here on third and fifteen with six seconds left, and Brady throws a uh, pass to Stallworth, and uh, the clock again doesn't run. But I think that's the end of the third quarter anyway. Um, as we head to the end, what? 
Is it the end of the third quarter? I think it is. I I don't know whether this was a thing that was. Uh, yeah, it is. I'd have to pull out the DVD whether this mm. was an issue on the broadcast. I think it was. It's yeah. an issue with the YouTube video. No, I think it was a broadcast. It was so, on the broadcast. So the one thing I wanted to say is the Patriots get ready to punt here on the first play of the fourth quarter. Um, it was not unanimous that the Giants did the right thing. And the thing, too, is the Giants had gotten their butts kicked in the playoffs in 05 against Carolina, which anybody who, if you know the kind of defense they started that game, they were bringing guys off the street to start on line, at linebacker in that game. I, they almost yeah. brought Jesse Armstead back. Uh, I'm serious. Um, that doesn't surprise me. They, uh, they were not going to win that game. And then the next year, they had kind of fallen apart in a shot of LL Cool J in the stands. And uh, I can't see who all these people are. It's a little dark. Um, there's Giselle again. They, uh, uh, Frank Caliendo. Um, they they hadn't won a playoff game, and the big thing was like, can they win a playoff game with this guy? Yeah, nobody was talking. A lot of people were not talking Super Bowl. They were like, can they beat this Tampa Bay team? Because early in the game, they're losing to Tampa. They end up blowing Tampa out pretty yeah. good, mm-hmm. but they're losing. I think seven nothing, and it's starting again. Oh, the Giants can't win in the Super Bowl. Ten combined points through three quarters, um, which is. Um Super Bowl nine was and that was the first that was the Steelers and Vikings in Super Bowl nine that was yep. the that well, was a big play here so Manning hits Kevin Boss that's Ke- right this is doesn't he get tackled Ke- oh, Kevin no. Kevin Boss catches it makes a big gain he gets shoestring tackled by Rodney Harrison now they're going to show Jeremy Shockey up in the in the uh, box they haven't yet but I know they're going to and the one thing I used to so Manning they take the snap at the twenty yard line Manning it's play action. He throws it. Boss catches it. Uh, yeah, we got a long view of Eli Manning there. Boss runs a nice route. He catches it at the 40. He slips a defender, and he gets 20 to 25 more yards because um, Harrison misses the tackle initially and then stays with him, gets a big gain. It's, so the Giants are now at, like the, are at the 35-yard line. They definitely showed Shockey in the live broadcast. Maybe they do it after this play. Um, yeah, they definitely have cut some like longer yeah. huddles and stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a run to, to uh, Ahmad Bradshaw who gets back up, but he's down by contact. Yeah, there's Shockey. And there are a few drinks around him, but whatever. <laughs> um, the, I do remember thinking at the time, because I loved Shockey, I remember thinking he would have scored on that. If he was healthy, he would have scored. That's probably not a fair thing to say, but he was so fast at the time for his position, I remember thinking there's no way Harrison catches him here. Wouldn't you say, though, that by 07, Shockey's best years were behind him? Yeah, yeah, probably before he got hurt. Although you do have to remember, two years later, he had a a hand in the Saints winning the Super Bowl. He had a hand, but he wasn't. No, it wasn't. He caught caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. So the Giants are moving, and this is, again, it's like, all right, well, this needs to be a drive. They need to do something here. There's 13 minutes left. They got a field goal. You know, they need to score. I remember thinking they need to score a touchdown on this drive. And they run it twice, so now it's third and five. Um, around third and five, Bradshaw getting into it a little as we tick to the 13-minute mark. Um, so, yeah, just going back to that Week 17 game, they, they're, most people were glad they did what they did, but there were a few people like, well, I wish we had Corey Webster against the Bucks next week instead of you know feeling yeah. good that we almost beat the Patriots. At this point, uh, Manning is 11 of 21 for 148 yards, one interception, which was not at all his fault. Uh, but I think it's safe to say those numbers are going to go up pretty significantly here in the next little while. Third and four, 30-yard line. So it'd be a long field goal from here. And again, a field goal, still you're still down. So Manning drops back. He gets pretty good protection. And he hits Steve Smith, Smith over the middle. Smith has a lot more. He has a lot more catches in this game than I remember. There's one, obviously, I remember forever. But he he's a more of a factor in this game than I than I remembered. 
So he lines up. He, Smith take, really fakes his defender out, catches it at about the 13-yard line, does a good job holding on to the ball because he gets kind of his legs cut out from under him on the tackle. And the Giants are as deep as they've been all game. Because even that field goal drive, they didn't get this close, did they? No, they weren't within the 15-yard line by any yeah. means. So it's first and 10, and we'll obviously be a little more play-by-play focused as we go here. Manning hands it off to Bradshaw, who gets a really nice gain to the 6-yard line. So Giants have second and about four, and Bradshaw's kicking at Rodney. Rodney Harrison was dirty. You know, I know he's like an analyst now and wears a suit, but like he was a dirty player. Bradshaw could be reactive sometimes, too. Yeah. Showing the Giants in the huddle, the offensive line standing there. It's got to be weird knowing you're playing the most important thing of your career. You know what I mean? Trying to, like, in the moment to try and not mm. focus on that, but knowing, like, well, we're in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter inside the five-yard line. So it's second and three at the five here as they show Kevin Gilbride. This was his first year as their offensive coordinator. He'd been the quarterback's coach the years before this. Manning with the play-action fake. David Tyree over the middle. And that's touchdown he, Giants. And Tyree had not been a factor. Special teams, but not on offense. Yeah, not on offense. He caught one touchdown, one pass earlier, and then there it is. And I'm going to take a little little break here. Yep. David Tyree with what would be the biggest catch in his career for a few minutes. Uh, they're showing Peyton Manning going crazy up, or you know, stoically going crazy up. Manning with a great fake there, Eli. And he threads the needle in there to get uh, to get David Tyree for the touchdown. Giants lining up for the extra point. I remember obsessing over this extra point, even though it was the era of the extra point from the two-yard line. And Tynes makes it easily. Boss had a 45-yard catch on the drive. It was six plays, 80 yards, just under four minutes. So Giants score, it's 10-7, just over 11 minutes left. And, you know, again... This Patriots offense is going to get a few cracks at this, and and I think we were all cognizant of that at the time. But they have the lead in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, so you you like even the most sort of um, doomsday fan has at least at this point allowed the thought that they might win this game to creep in. The Patriots get called for a penalty on the return, so they're going to be in really bad field position here. They're backed up again to about the 10-yard line. Um, They're showing Tyree sitting there on the sidelines. Again, I can't help but think about the fact that the guy thinks, I just made the biggest catch of my career, and he was right for another 20 minutes, real time. Um, This is the first touchdown the Patriots' defense had allowed in 10 quarters. So going back to the first quarter of the divisional round, that must have been. Uh, against Jacksonville because they didn't allow, I guess they didn't allow an offensive touchdown against the Chargers in the AFC. So it's first and 10 at the 10 yard line for the Patriots and they're showing Tuck. You know, the, the Giants defense is playing with a lead for the first time since the first quarter and they got to be salivating at the chance here to uh, get after the Patriots. So Brady gets good time here. First play, now he's getting Moss involved. Moss makes the catch uh, out across the 25 yard line. So they pick up a sizable chunk on this first play. Brady takes a full five-step drop for the first time in a while without having somebody in his face, and he hits Moss over the middle. Moss, I would say who was covering Moss, but nobody in particular seemed to be covering Moss, so it really didn't seem to uh, to matter all that much. So now they're at the 27. Uh, Brady's in the shotgun. This time, they again, they go to Welker. There's no tackle made. Welker gets about six yards across the 30. And you can tell the Patriots are coming here. Or, you know, the Patriots are, are 
they realize that time is of the essence as well. And we have our, our special guest here, uh, my lovely wife Allison, whose voice you've heard uh, in the past, uh, here to watch uh, what was not necessarily as good of a moment for Patriots fans as it was for Giants fans. No, I'll plan to leave before that. Yeah, well, you're you're here just in time now to see them take the lead. Exactly. Um, yes. Run away. It's a game I vowed not to rewatch, and then I married a fan of the opposite team. So. <laughs> yeah, that's I I wouldn't I wouldn't be here. I've I uh, I have games that I wouldn't do this for. Um, so OC gets after Brady, but Brady avoids the pressure, throws an incompletion uh, to Moss, and you can tell now. Okay. Welker was fine, Stallworth, whatever. They're, I think they realize at this point we're going to have to hit something to Moss to win this game at some point. Allison, you and I were... You you were probably... Were you living in D.C. by this point? You must have been, right? Because this is February of 08. I was. I was indeed living in D.C. at this point. Do I think you, I watched this game by myself. Really? Yes. The, my girlfriend and I were not football fans, and I didn't know you yet, so therefore, yes, I was alone. Well, four years later, we had um, we were had started dating, and you had got we had gotten invited to a Super Bowl party with a bunch of Patriots fans, and I didn't go. Correct. I stayed and watched it by myself. So Brady uh, avoids pressure, and the, but again, it's incomplete on third down. Oh, and we're, I forgot about this next drive. So that's the thing that I think people forget. There was a drive where the Giants had the ball and the lead in the fourth quarter, and they almost they put the nothing. game away. No, oh, you don't remember this play. I don't. I'll have to get we'll, to it we'll, we'll get, get so, to when we get so to So the Giants, I think in my head I conflated, okay, the Patriots took back over and went down and scored again on top of the Giants like they did in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. The Giants are about to get the ball with nine minutes left and the lead, and something happens or doesn't happen but almost happens. So while we're punting, just, yes. uh, just give Allison's a little oh, bit yeah. of a – you were uh, you're probably the one the one Patriot fan that we know that I know that doesn't really like Bill Belichick. I think there are more out there. It's it, it, he was not as bad during these years. It's been his later, more surly years that's hard to hard to be a fan of him sometimes. He did kind of go, um, you know, as time went on and he won more. And I think some of it kind of comes from this time period where he was starting to have the scandals and everything. He got a little more standoffish. Yeah, well, I mean, you think. I always think to the Super Bowl that they won against Seattle, which was one of the games they had no business winning. Malcolm Butler was just on the bench and never an explanation as to why, and that would have been, as a Patriots fan, was you want to know. That, was that that Super Bowl, or was that the one they lost? Well, that might have been the Philly Super Bowl. Oh, I think it was right. the Philly. It was the Philly one. So, just on this play, I think, was that, that Will Fork? That was Will Fork, yeah. yeah. He comes up with the ball, but it was after the play was, was blown dead, and the Giants... I remember being mad at the time, like, please don't act like we're going to run nine and a half minutes off this clock without trying to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. And to be to their credit, they don't. They do try something here, but... Um, yeah, I think the thing that happened with Belichick, too, is instead of his... N- it became a put-on at some point. And, and, and everybody will deny that, but, like, it's not hard to answer... And this might be the play here, so it's second and nine... I think this is the play. Uh, Manning gets rushed. He comes out of it, and he overthrows Burris, and Burris probably would have had 30 yards on this play. Yeah, no, that's true. Just just out of his grasp. Manning evades pressure. People have said he's going to score. I don't, especially with Burris' leg at this point. Yeah. But Burris would have had at least a first down and possibly 20 to 30 yards. Um, Manning does a great job evading pressure. I thought he was going to run right before the line of scrimmage. He throws to Burris, who is, again, there is a lot of green in front of him, and he overthrows him by a couple yards. Um, but yeah, I think the thing with, with 
Belichick. It was like, the reporter says, Bill, what did you think about your offense tonight? You can go, oh, you know, we did some things well, we did some things not well. Like, But instead, he decided he would just be as glib as possible. And that was, you know, to me, that was where it became like, all right, you're doing this on purpose now. And then, so you're being just as bad as the guys who, who dance around. You know what I mean? He, was, he pulled up Greg Popovich without the finesse of Greg Popovich. And then the other thing, too, is that a lot of these guys now, like, uh, who was the clown for the Giants that used to pull that? Was it McAdoo who used to always? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like these guys now, they want to act like they're Belichick when Belichick's won more Super Bowls and they've won games yeah. in the NFL. Well, yeah, he, he became the archetype where, like, for a while they all tried to be Parcells and be sarcastic and whatever. Yeah. Then they all tried to become like, well, we'll just do what we got to do and, you know, we'll... Uh, We'll be on to we'll be on to you know the the next game and you know the best eleven guys will start and that's that's my decision you know what I mean yeah, it's exactly like, exactly he did have a good quote I saw the other day it was because he's loosened up a little he was in some sort of interview and or to, maybe talking to another I think it might have been a thing him and Saban do where they talk to each other yeah 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 and the other because the thing too is he's got to adjust to losing a lot more now mm-hmm. and he said he's like you know I get on the plane and my, my assistants have these computers open and they're like well this is what I was like. Guys, we lost because we can't tackle. <laughs> he's like, he's like, we we can't tackle. That's why that's that's why we lost the game. We didn't lose because of like he's like we we don't we don't tackle. <laughs> like, and it's like he's got a little of that. He just very purposely chooses to never show it. Yeah. So I, so that real quick, the Giants just punted it away with eight minutes left. Uh, Welker fair caught it at the twenty. And this is the last game for the Giants equipment manager, John Johnson, who'd been there since 1940. Athletic trainer. Uh, athletic trainer, yeah. Um, and this is the drive that the Patriots uh, go down and take the lead. So this is it, yeah. I so feel- you'll, you'll enjoy this one. And then, and then I, will, I will exit stage left after this. That's party. very understandable. Um, so they show John Mara up there again. He's been, he's only, Wellington Mara died in 05. So this is only his second full year as the owner, and as critical of as, as I am of him now, he had to make some decisions. Do we stick with the coach? Do we stick with the quarterback? And obviously, it pays off. First play, Brady hits Welker for about seven yards, and what again, else? they're trying this quick drop because they don't want to drop back seven yards. They did occasionally, but they're trying to, you know, just. I was saying, Allison, before it's very weird to think that Wes Welker, for how long and how good he was. He never won a Super Bowl with them because he was in that perfect intermediate period between the two yes, he that he really he never won the Super no. Bowl. He was gone right before they won. They started yep. winning again, and, and then you for, think of him as a Super Bowl champion. Like if you were not thinking about it, you'd think he would have won. And for good measure, he then went to Denver and he was on the team that got their butts kicked against Seattle in the Super Bowl, and he was gone by the time uh, they mm-hmm. they did win one. So now they get Moss, and that I remember thinking on this drive, not quite yet, but in a minute. The Patriots are losing, and they're milking the clock. Mm-hmm. I was like, they are so arrogant, rightfully so, that they are milking the clock even though they're losing. Yeah, they know. And, they're, yeah. and they're not even in. They're at the 30-yard line, and they're like, yeah, we'll take our time. We're going to score. Like, which is probably a little projection because if they could have done it that easily, they would have done they it. They have more than seven points. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, the clock is – and I remember thinking, like, oh, shit, we're running. The Giants are winning and I'm like, they're running out of time. They're running out of time. Yep. That's how good this Patriot team was. And they run it here, and Maroney gets a first. He gets he either a, gets the first or, down or he's just short of it. Yeah. Who were some of your just real quick? Who you? Because you really more like the defensive guys. You were into like the Vrabel and the. I Bruchies. was a Vrabel, a Brewski. I always did like uh, Vince Wilfork. And they um, showed him before. Mm-hmm. They just you were yeah. coming down. It was hard not to be a Wes Welker fan. I also was a. Uh, 
prior to this, I was a big Troy Brown and Dion Branch. Yeah. Fan. It was sort of the original guy. I think guys. Brown was on this team. Was he back on the team or was he, he always? Was I don't remember if this is the year, but one year he did come back. He was, I think, might have been gone the previous year. and Over the middle to Welker again, by the way. And he came back for passes just like what Welker did mm-hmm. hot because that's when Brady can get into his rhythm. And whenever Brady doesn't have a Welker or an Edelman, the ball just, it never seems to move quite as well. Yeah, and those those early teams, the three that actually won before this, they were very defensive-heavy teams. Yeah. I mean, not, Brady obviously was a factor, but it, they this was the first time they'd ever really had this style of yeah. offense. You had Ty Law, Willie McGinnis, like those yeah. were the Richard Seymour, those were the... There was there was sort of the, the roving evolution of the, to, from a defense team to suddenly there were this. Then they had the thing, you know, a few years later where it was all about the tight ends, Gronkowski and Hernandez. Um, you know, they just, they always sort of evolved the type of team that they were. Uh, and then the rest of, and I don't think it was that they adjusted to the league. I think the rest of the league tended to follow them. Yeah. But I, I had said before that the team the year before this was good, but their leading receiver was Rache Caldwell. Then they went out and got three receivers and were like, we'll just break every record there is, and they did. So just to reset it here, they're at second and six at the giant 40. So Welker's, about to, Welker's got ten catches, and he's about to tie a Super Bowl record, one shy of the record, which he does tie. I don't know if that's still the record, but mm-hmm. he, he ties a Super Bowl record with 11 here. And by the way, on this play, we're going to tick under five minutes. Brady gets hit, but... And there's Welker tying the record. Nice block, too. By, I think that's Maroney in the open field. So now they're inside the 30. So they're at least in, you would imagine, going to tie it range, yeah, right? Exactly. At this point, they're they're... They can kick a reasonable field goal without even needing another first down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a little early if you're the Giants to think about taking timeouts, but it's certainly you're not going to win the game 10-7 at this point. They have to know that. Yeah, they do. And and Goskowski, was this Goskowski's second year with them? Well, at least because Vinatieri was on the Colt team in 06. Was he on the? He didn't. Was he on the Patriots in 05? Still, I think that's a good question. I don't yeah. know the answer. So this I is, don't think did he leave immediately. That's a good I don't question. think so. I, I think 05 he was on the Patriots, and then 06 he was on the Colts because he went and won a Super Bowl with the Colts. Brady throws the first. It's the first thing that's gone wrong on this drive. He throws an incompletion. Mm-hmm. So it's second and ten with 4:12 left. We'll just kind of keep referencing the time as we get closer now. Mm-hmm. Brady, at this point, he's up to 26 of 40 for 237 yards. He's also not getting hit much on this drive. Yeah. He's getting hit a little bit, but he's not. That whole second and third quarter, every time he dropped back to pass, he was getting drilled. A lot of times when he still had the ball. Yeah. Um, I think this was one of the first years of this Zoom camera thing, too, the overhead camera. Yeah. That was a relatively new innovation at this point that they showed. That's probably why they're using it so much. Yeah. All right, so Brady fakes the handoff. And now he's got who is that? That's Moss. Oh, it is Moss. All right, Moss, Moss is starting to come yeah. alive here. And they're just on. the Giants just are on their heels at this point. Like there's no double moves or anything. They're just Moss, Welker, whoever make one move, be there for the ball. The Giant defense is a step slow. Um, and this is what I thought was going to happen all along. Yeah. Eventually, the Patriots were just going to be like, all right, we've had enough of this. Three step drops, quick throws, neutralize the pass rush. Yeah, that that's what it felt like was coming. And now Tuck is off the field on this first down with 339 left. And again, they are milking the clock at this point. They they know they're going to score a touchdown. Brady's in the shotgun. No pressure right over the middle. Is that Falk? Yeah, that's Falk. Falk, yeah. so now it's first and goal at the eight. And now I'm thinking 
Timeouts. Start but, taking timeouts. By the way, not to just to go back real quick, Troy Brown played one game for the 07 Patriots. It was his last season in the NFL. So one game in late November. Yeah, well, this was a. Th- there wasn't too many guys left on this team from the 04 team, was there? The last Super Bowl team at this linemen. point. I mean, Vrabel and Bruce and those. Kevin Falk, obviously, yeah. but like Matt Light, some of the offensive linemen. I'm pretty sure. Were yeah, the same. But it's, it's just Richard Seymour was still on this. Maybe there's a few more than I'm thinking of. I think by 11, all those guys were gone pretty much by the next time they played the Giants. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody left from 04 and 11. I think that's- there's definitely nobody between their two Super Bowls between 04 and 14. There's nobody but Brady left on the team, right? That sounds right. I don't think yeah, there was any, think would have been anybody right. left. Ten years is a long time. In it, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so it's first and goal now with three, just under three minutes left. I believe this is the touchdown. Or no, Moss is on the wrong side of the field for it to be the touchdown. Oh, no, never mind. Yep, yeah, yeah. So they over, they, Moss is open, and Brady kind of overthrows him in the end zone. This is the play. So it's second and goal with 249 left. Um Again, a worst case scenario for the and I rem, again remember we're still in the overtime is sudden death era yep. for a few more years even in the playoffs no Super Bowl's gone to overtime at this point and I remember thinking if this game goes to overtime and the Giants don't start with the ball the game's over the, yeah. the, there's no way they were going to let them kick a field goal here go to overtime and then stop the Patriots even though they'd only let up seven points at this point. You got Moss down in the sideline. He's basically pointing exactly where he's going to go. He fakes Corey Webster out. No, this wasn't the play. Tried to go to Welker. I guess I'll just be quiet. (laughs) Um, So it's third down. So that's even worse because it's third down. Now, I guess the one thing that's positive for the Giants there is they're both incompletions. Save some clock. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the defense is, after basically letting them run all the way down the field, the defense is finally tightening up when they need to. Now, that, that doesn't last, but... But, I mean, if those had both been completions inbounds and the clock had run, you know what I mean? Before we lose you, Allison, here just for a minute, did it hurt any less when the Giants, not just because of me, but you kind of have always had a soft spot a little bit for the Giants. Yeah. Growing up, my parents were Giants fans, ostensibly, in addition to being Patriots fans, because when they were young, the Patriots were often blacked out on TV, so the Giants were what played, and so that's what they watched growing up. So if there was going to be another team to win against the Patriots, I was pleased it was and, the Giants. And I believe there's a lot of reasons, and it's pretty much dying out now because of how good the Patriots have been and also just that it's been 15 years longer, you know. But, like, obviously a certain generation of people from New England tended to be Giants fans because the Patriots either didn't exist or in the AFL or whatever. But I think that's why the Giants have more of Connecticut than maybe the Yankees do. Yeah, It's because of the 75-mile blackout radius. Yeah. The closest you could get a Giant game in, like, the 50s and 60s when they were good was, like, Hartford. So that yeah. so I think that's why the Giants have a little more of Connecticut yep. than maybe the Yankees do or well, you know. the Giants also I mean they have a lot of memorable moments from when they played in Connecticut. Oh, in the Yale Bowl. Two, 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 four, four games at the Yale Bowl. Beat Radcliffe. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and I mean truthfully it's weird because it was never really a rivalry, obviously, with these two Super Bowls, but like, you know, it, I, I think before that most Giant fans didn't you know, yeah. have any major issues, and probably the other way. Even though they're you know, the Giants are a New York team, there's another New York team in their division that yeah. they're going to save their. Yeah, there's a much you know, more of a yeah dislike for the Jets. It's like why I don't dislike the Phillies. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. All right, third and goal, and this is going to be the play. Moss is down on the bottom of the screen with single coverage on Corey Webster. 
Webster slips. Moss is, yeah. And Moss scores the touchdown. Not difficult. Right, standing up. Doesn't seem all that uh, surprised by it. The time is 2.42 left. He does his celebration thing, which I've always wondered if that was actually a filthy thing. Is I, this? I don't know what it is, but... So Moss scores, 2.42 left, and in a second you're going to see a shot, which I've seen the reverse angle a million times, but this is the actual live game shot of it, of, of Strahan on the sideline. Oh, when he's saying 17-14. Yeah. So they'll show, they'll show it in a second, but... Strahan's walking off the field. Actually, oh no, they they play defense one more time. But um, it's an extra point coming with two forty two left. It was a big extra point because if they block it, a field goal ties it. But this was before they moved the extra points back. So th- yeah, no, he's never going to yeah. miss an extra point. But um, yeah, we- Webster just falls. Are we about to lose you here? You are. This is the drive that. So, but, I choose not to read the watch. But before you go, I would just note that this yeah. was kind of like right in the middle of like a real... 2007-2008 was a crazy year for Boston sports because you had the the Sox won the World Series for the second time and the Celtics uh, in May, June of 08 were the championship team. So this was like right in the middle of this they, period in Boston sports. They would have had all three if the if this game had ended at this they point. They would have had all three. The Bruins were playing well at this point. No. So... B was a year off from winning the national championship. It was great. Since we started dating, your teams, I got the first one. I got the Giants winning the Super Bowl in 2011, and then yeah, since then, you've now gotten you, what three Patriots Super Bowls and another and couple red, Tom Brady Super couple Bowl Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. Second team. You see the Giants offensive lineman OC Strahan defensive line, who've all played so well, sitting on the bench with their heads hung because when it mattered the most, they couldn't come up with it. Although they just they're flashing a graphic here, Giants have five fourth quarter comebacks in the season. Moss, Moss is Moss up. is yelling at the defense, and I think we're about to see the other side where Strahan basically is yelling at the offensive lineman, and he's saying seventeen fourteen. They're right here. He's saying seventeen fourteen is the final. One touchdown, and we are world champions. Seventeen fourteen is the final. But the thing is, he knows he can't do anything about it. It's true. He's got to go stand there again. So. Giants take the return. I remember thinking, can we get a good return? And he's we tackled at the 15. Allison, thanks for Thank joining us. Thank you very us. much, Allison. Enjoy the rest of the game. <laughs> Thank you. So, as, she, as she departs. So let's just set the stage here. Thanks, Allison. The Giants are at their own 15-yard line. They have two minutes and 39 seconds to go, and they need a touchdown against probably the greatest defensive coach. Mm-hmm. So they're at, the I think, the 16 officially. And I don't blame Hickson for taking that out there. He's trying to make a play. Yeah. And I remember going, okay, first play of this is important. I heard, I think, Bill Walsh say that one time, that in these situations, the first play is important. You want to set a tone. Yeah. So, here's Manning in the huddle. And I guess they've said since then, he made, you know, this could have been the second quarter against yeah. uh, Detroit. They always say that yeah. about guys. So, they never have to say that a guy came in and, oh, my God, he was crazy. He was yeah. crapping his pants. Yeah. Or he was like, fuck, yeah! Yeah. So, a 17-yard line first play. And there's so many plays on this drive. Eli drops back. He gets good time. First play, he gets Toomer over the middle for a first down to about the 28-yard line. The other thing, too, is that in an NFL huddle, there's so much information that you have yeah. to impart. It's not like you're just saying, okay, we're going to throw it to this guy. You don't have 20 seconds to be, like, firing people up. Yeah, slapping guys in the helmet. Like It's not like that. 38, go, X, Y, Z, fire, cross, yeah, you, some guy, you know, you, you take time to fire people up, and all of a sudden some guy forgets to block. So 2.10 left. This is probably the last play before the two-minute warning. Low snap. Low snap in the shotgun. Eli throws a risky ball over the middle to Burris. High, incomplete. So 2.04 left. They get one more play before the two-minute warning. 
yeah, that was a, uh, a a tough throw there. I mean, he tried to go up the ladder to Burris because of Burris's height, but uh, too high, incomplete. And as a Giant fan, you're on your edge of your seat for this whole drive, and I think that's partially why when the tie replay happens, people I didn't think of it as this amazing thing right off because every play yeah. was. Yeah, and we'll, we'll obviously get to that in a couple of seconds or a couple of minutes here. But so st- the, the thing is that by the time you understood what happened on that Tyree play, it was third and twelve. And now Manning again off his back again. foot. That's the worst throw. That's the risky throw. Yeah, he throws off his back foot into double coverage, and ro- they're going to talk about the Asante Samuel play. We're at the two minute warning, yeah. by the way. They're going to talk about the Asante Samuel play. That wasn't as close as I think some people think. That pass off his back foot into two defenders that could have been intercepted mm-hmm. that very easily could have been intercepted we got buck and aikman they're talking to in the booth now with uh the, you know they just came back from the commercial for the two minute warning um and i mean i i can't remember specifics at this point i just remember being a basket case sitting at andy's house and, yeah and just you know what, what, what do you even do how do you even pro- i guess in my head i'm mostly trying to process that they're gonna lose yeah. just to prepare myself for it well third and ten at their own 23 here i mean that's yeah. not thinking about well they, they can't punt they can't punt i mean they don't have the time like you know what i mean um how many timeouts do they have here like, they don't have that up yeah on that was a later yet. thing so manning takes another low snap throws it again tumor catches it and I've, this that's right tumor catches it and it's a question of does he have it or not and they mark him short. They mark him about half a yard short of the first down, so it's fourth down. Yeah, and so here's another place where it's like, so it's fourth down. And Toomer could have rolled. That's what's unfortunate. But l- l- low snap. Low throw. Line coming in, not a great throw. Toomer has to go to his knees, and I guess it is a, yeah, you're right. He probably, he. he but I guess he's not trying to lose the ball there. You know, but he's like if if you see the yellow line, the one half of his. I actually think they should have spotted that a little closer. One half of his body is so. This is actually a really good chance to talk about Brandon Jacobs, um, real quick. You know, obviously taking over for Tiki Barber. He'd been on the team for three years. Mm-hmm. Was seen as kind of a short yardage back. He'd been a bit of a loudmouth, which I grew to love. Um, you know, but T, uh, you know this. This is one of those. Everyone in the world knows what you're going to do here. Yeah, everyone in the world, and I guess they're looking here to make sure it was a catch, and it is a catch. Um, everyone in the world knows what you're going to do here. You got to get one block and one forward push to get this first down. Jacobs is in the backfield. The Patriots are in really tight. Hedgecock's the lead blocker. They go to Jacobs, and he gets it, but not by he much. He gets it just barely. Yeah, and that's the thing. Too, he gets it by that- maybe a foot. Like I think the the back end of the ball just cleared the line. So he gets it by a foot. Like, the length of the ball, he gets it by. But now, again, it's, okay, they got the first down. Great. There's a minute and 22. The clock's about to start running again. And the Giants are still on their side of the field here. And he, I mean, it's not a foregone conclusion he's going to get this. He, no. he keeps his left, he, pro- he gets his left hand down and moves his right hand, right arm forward and gets it. But it is close. All three timeouts for both teams left. And I believe here we go. Oh no 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 no! Never mind. That, that's a couple plays from now. Yeah, it's not on a first down. No, yeah, you're, right, you're, catch, right, you're right. You're right. You're right. So I think they lose a yard here. Manning tries to. to yeah, all right. So Manning drops back. He tries to sneak. A faster quarterback gets a few yards here. He gets a couple yards, but he's got a. 
He loses the ball at the end. The ball comes out. I think they rule him down by contact. But this is my point here. You're on. They're not moving fast enough. Or yeah. Well, there's not this moving fast enough. But every play is almost a disaster. Every play, you're on the edge of your seat. Like whether guy, you know, just missing the first down. Will Jacobs get the first down? This play where it's like you know broken play and he's got to run yeah. because he fumble and so. They're not. This is not a Joe Montana, Tom Brady drive. And he's he's here. down here, but man, he's not. Um, he's down more than you'd think. But I mean, like that that guy could have stripped that ball. Very yeah. Another like <laughs> Coughlin's right there. He is right. He, he's he's doing everything he can to not touch. <laughs> he doesn't want to touch the ref, but he's yelling as loud as he can. Timeout. And time he's like out, an inch out. from the ref's yeah. head. So the Giants take their first timeout. There's a minute and 20 seconds left. They're showing Coughlin pacing up and down. You know, obviously he's been there four years. He just narrowly avoided getting fired in 2006. Um, you know, there'd been a lot of issues. Yeah, they made the playoffs two of his three years. But, you know, th- 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 this was not a team that before this season was expected to be very good. There was people who thought he was just kind of on borrowed time. Um so now we get second and what is this about second and six? Second, second and five. five. Eli drops back to pass, throws it away. That's the one. This that, is the play that everybody's like, "Oh, Asante Samuel could have." Now, if that you off. watch the reverse angle, it's not as close, and he probably wouldn't have come down in bounds. But he throws it. The only guy who's anywhere near it is Asante Samuel, who has it go through his hands. Again, I'm not positive he would have caught this. I got. Uh, this doesn't show. I'm not positive he's catching this and coming down in bounds. He certainly could have caught it, but his his feet don't come down in bounds after he doesn't catch it. So, you know, who knows? But now we get third and five, a minute and fifteen left. They're still on their own side of the field. Eli's in the shotgun. Here comes the pass rush. They got him by the collar. No, he spins out of it. Suddenly steps into the throw. Middle of the field, there's David Tyree. David Tyree down. They land on the on the Super Bowl logo. And do you remember your live thoughts of this? My live thought was there's no way he caught it. That I, was I was like, he couldn't have caught that. How, how, how and now we get for the first time we get the reverse angle, which will live forever. He's got the ball pinned between his right hand and the helmet while Rodney Harrison wrestles him down. Eli Manning is Three guys have their hands on Eli Manning. He steps out of it, throws it over the middle of the field, and Tyree. And then that was always my question is, as he's falling there, does the ball hit the ground like as he's backwards here? And it doesn't. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, my first quote is exactly that, that there's no way they're going to call this a catch after they look at it. It doesn't make sure the ball hits the ground. I well, thought there. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Real quick, Sean O'Hara is uh, um, blocking Richard Seymour, and he says – Timeout, Giants, by the way, 59 seconds. He right. says later, he said, I said, screw it. I was squeezing his trachea as hard as I could and not letting go. Yeah. So the refs missed that. So there's Tyree. He's got three catches now. One was unremarkable. One was a touchdown. And one was the one greatest was catch that. in Super Bowl history. But so, again, it's like, but here's at the, the time, it's like, it's just another it's play. A, that, well, so you the, know. the Giants take their timeout. It's first and 10. They're at the... I think a lot of people, because of the highlights, think the next play is a touchdown. No, there's a lot more to still yeah. happen. So, yeah, so they're they're at the 25, 24, whatever. 59 seconds left. They're down to one timeout. Still need a touchdown to win the game. Manning goes into the shotgun here. And again, people forget these next couple of plays. So he's in the shotgun. He's got Jacobs back there with him. Drops back. Nothing there. He decides to take off. 
He gets sacked. It's I think they technically call it like a half yard loss. He gets close to back to the line of scrimmage, but the clock's running now, and they got one timeout left, and he gets sacked. And your heart is in your throat every time Eli takes off and runs like that. Oh, they used their last time out there. I guess they used their last time out there because yeah, somebody's behind him. Anytime somebody's behind him, he could fumble. He's not holding that ball like he's not worried. Like he's not going to fumble it. So again, that's the play after the helmet catch is a sack or whatever. I mean, it was technically a sack. He didn't lose many yards, but that's the play after the helmet catch. So now it's second and 11. The Giants had to use their last time out with 51 seconds left. So you would still at this point say the Patriots are going to win this game. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, because it's first of all, they're the Patriots. And how do you not think that they're going to pull it out? Because like I said, they were the type of team where they would play with you and play with you and play with you until suddenly they just had had enough. And yeah, the Giants are moving down the field, but it, they're not doing it in a way it doesn't feel surgical. No. They're getting lucky. They're it's not, The last Patriots drive was surgical. Exactly. It, quick drop back Welker, quick drop back Moss, Maroney on a screen, or run to Maroney, quick drop back Welker again. This is like fits and starts, and a guy had to catch the ball with his helmet. Yeah, the only play that <laughs> seemed to go exactly as they wanted it to go was that Jacobs up yeah. the middle for the first down. So he lies back in the shotgun on second and 11. Pockets kind of collapsing again. He, and that, that would, and that's Tyree. Yeah. This is the one. Who's, for, th- who's 31 for the Patriots? Is that Samuel? I forgot about that one. He just throws the ball up in the air. No, 31 is... Merriweather. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, this could have been picked off so easily. Look at it that. should have been. And then Tyree almost catches it. Yeah, can it, you imagine if he So he, he tips it, it goes to his hands, and then Tyree almost catches it, going to the ground, he gets wrestled to the ground, and doesn't catch it. It would have been like a six-yard gain. So now we're at third and 11. If Tyree catches that, it would have been hard not to give him the MVP. It would have been hard anyway. It, but here's the thing. might not have been good if he caught that. They don't need timeouts. They yeah, can't spike the it. Clock so is here we go. Green. Third and 11. Helmet catches happen already. It's third and 11. Manning's in the shotgun. Slides out. Smith catches it about four yards shy of the first down. And he sort of shuffles his feet and falls out of bounds just past the marker. So Steve Smith just converted a guy in a Bengals jersey for some reason. <laughs> Steve Smith just converted. That's, that's, it's not the Mark Ingram play, but it's, you know, it's this game's Mark Ingram play. He just gets past the marker. He... Catches it at about seven yards, goes through as a rookie, by the way. This is a rookie making this play. Catches it, gets first down, gets out of bounds, too. So he does both. So now 39 seconds are on the clock. The Giants are down 14 10. They have first and 10. Plexico Burris is at the bottom of the screen. Manning steps back, throws it up in the air. Burris alone, touchdown, New York. And he definitely jukes his defender there. How long in your mind was this ball in the air? Because <laughs> as soon as they cut to the bottom of the screen, you can see Burris is wide open, but the ball will not get down. They show the cut to Peyton clapping. If I was a Colts fan, I'd be like, please don't break your hand. Like I feel like that's what but now 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 we but now we, we can't enjoy it for long. We get reminded that Brady's warming up and the Giants have to kick the extra point. Well, um, and it's just the other thing, too, was that as difficult as so many of these other plays were, that one was so easy yeah. that it was like, whoa, oh, but okay. They showed that angle, and I was like, get I'm live, I'm like, get down, get down, get down. And actually, I have a good – I forgot about that. So when we were watching this game in the in the – we I was watching this game at Andy's house. It was his original house, um, and he was still married. And his ex-wife, at the time, his wife, was upstairs watching the game on, like, one of those kitchen TVs, which was a little ahead. 
because mm-hmm. we were watching it on um, DirecTV. And a couple of times, uh, Andy's younger son, Al, and, and, and Andy's mom was not like a big football fan, but it was the Super Bowl. Yeah. And a couple of times, he's like, oh, mom's making noise up there, and something happened. And then there was a couple of plays between the helmet catch and the touchdown where he was like, mom didn't make any noise, so nothing happens. Yeah. And then on this play, right as Eli took the snap, because we couldn't hear her, but Al could, right as he took the snap, Al goes, mom's screaming. <laughs> and then we saw two seconds later what happened. And he's and so we're going nuts. And I was running around. And then I will admit, I'll, I'll tell you when, but I mean, we're obviously we're going. I, I'm the one going. All right, everyone, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Tom Brady's got 35 seconds and three timeouts and a field goal ties the game. Everybody shut up. Like, and then they show this. I'm like, I don't need to see this right now. Um, but uh, so then I show Eli. Giants are up 17-14. This qu- fourth quarter for Eli Nine of 14, 152 yards and two touchdowns. Burris spent, can barely walk. Um, and at this point, the Giants have to know, like, I mean, I guess they, they still have to be ready for overtime, potentially. Yeah. I was going to say the offense has to know their day's done, but I guess they got to be ready for overtime. So here's the kickoff. Kickoff from the 30 back then instead of the 35, so you got some returns. Ball only goes to the 10. I think the Giants, I don't, I think the Giants stop at, like, the 25. So the situation is 30 seconds left or 29 seconds left. Uh, Patriots are at their own, what, 25, 26-yard line. And that was a nice play by the kickoff team. Yeah. You know, kind yeah. of, they got not, to feel not like, let them get to the 45. And you can tell Diossi and some of those guys jumping up and down, guys who were not a factor, and, you know, this was not a really big special teams game. You could tell they were excited that they would get to feel like they contributed yeah. there. Yeah, every, and, I mean, Fiegel's got the one punt or yeah, he pinned yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. Um, so... I think they were they were probably just talking to Eli about Disneyland because did you see him wave like that? I'd never seen that before. No, he's waving did his. Still, did they still do that then? I think so. He's waving his hand like this. Oh jeez. I think he's probably telling him, "Go away. Don't talk to me right now." I'm guessing that's what because it wasn't a guy in like a Giants thing. It was mm-hmm. a guy in like a, a coat. I'm guessing they were telling him, "Hey, when this is over," and I, I don't know, but I, yeah. So Brady's in the shotgun, and remember, they still have time to do something. First down, Brady gets it off. He gets rushed. He throws it deep, but not to anybody in particular. For Ross a, could have picked that off. For a second, you think Ross could have picked it off, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, it, it was overthrown a little, and I don't know who his receiver was there, but that receiver was not covered. John Mara's going into his pocket. He would say later he's doing the rosary. Oh, that's yeah, what he's doing. He's doing something there. Yeah. He's doing, he's doing a rosary in his pocket, and she coughed when he got it. <laughs> what? He's, he's just, what can he do? He's like, yeah, all right, all right. Throw. Is he? Oh, yeah. Coughlin's saying they have to throw it deep now. Yeah, he's saying it has to be deep. So like you know, so second this is the play on second down. This is where it looks like they had Moss on second down, I believe. Oh no, it's okay. Alfred comes up the middle and sacks Brady, and Brady goes right to the, Brady's barely. Brady's falling, calling timeout because uh-huh. Jay Alfred comes up the middle, and at this point. <laughs> gets really close to showing. They're showing the offensive linemen rocking back and forth. So Patriots take a timeout. Brady's dropping back. And Jay Alford, the rookie defensive tackle, just beats his man in the middle, gets the sack. Strahan's there to pick him up. But this was all Alford. Strahan might have hit him if if Alford hadn't gotten there. But the offensive line, you know, you can tell they're going crazy, but they want to be reserved because now there's 19 seconds left. It's third down. And this is the play that I'll, I'll wait till the play happens, but and they show Junior say how, and you feel kind of bad. And there's there's Spagnolo thinking he's got two more plays to call, probably. 
Because even if the Patriots get the first down, the clock is the bigger issue now. So you yeah. can you can let them pick up the first down. You don't want to, but you can. Yeah, with 19 seconds left, and how many timeouts? They got two. They now. got two timeouts. Brady's in the shotgun. He's able to step into it, which is the nightmare. Moss is open for half a second. It's incomplete. Webster and Wilson are with him the whole way. Yeah, I was never afraid Moss was going to catch that ball. I was afraid it was going to be pass interference. Yeah, no, that, that and it's not. If you look at the replay, it's not. It's not interference. But and when, Moss isn't really calling for. But when you see the angle, it looks like did they grab him? And to be honest, if they had grabbed him because they were beat, fair. They don't touch him at all. They're all just but, playing the but ball. But for a second, I'm like, it's going to be interference. It's going to be interference. So at this point, I ran upstairs at Andy's house, and I'm watching the last play on the TV in his in his in the kitchen. <laughs> really? Because I just I watched the fourth down and then everything after this. I watched it on the TV in the kitchen. So the Patriots take their second time out. Why did you do that? I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> I, just, I was just I just couldn't handle it. Um, so Patriots take their second time out because why not? What are you going to do? Take them into the locker room. Um, so it's fourth and twenty now. They need at least twenty yards. They really need you know it's ten seconds. So Brady drops back. The Giants only rush four. He steps into it again. Throws it up in the air. Two guys there. It's incomplete. There's three seconds left. And I don't think on either of those plays that Coughlin get Coughlin gets dumped by Hedgecock with two seconds left. He's smiling. For some reason, they wind the clock back to zero seconds. Brady's moving off the field. What were you saying? On those last couple plays, I don't think there was ever any question that he was going to anybody but Moss. Belichick is running. The guy with the flag is trying to tell him that there's still two seconds on the clock. But Belichick just shakes hands. Manning's trying to wave everybody off the field. The ref is telling Belichick, and Belichick hugs Coughlin and runs off the field. So do they just never run this? No, they run it. They Bel- Belichick's in the locker room. Oh, geez. And again, this they probably overdid this with Belichick. They're always a jerk. But, like, I, I, you know, <laughs> Burris has already got the Super Bowl champions. <laughs> and I remember I'm watching this upstairs like, this is the longest second of my life. <laughs> like, I'm like, I know they just have to take a knee. Or anything really, but like there's people on the field already, and they're going. There's one second. There's one second. They're clearing the field, so yeah. But Burris has got the Super Bowl champion hat on. He's nobody else does, so he must have got it first. And then they were like, "Stop, stop, stop!" <laughs> and he was probably like, "I'm not giving it back." That's right. Um, yeah. So the the Massachusetts, or that's Arizona. There's walking Belichick off the field into the locker room. The Patriots PR guys trying to tell him no. Coughlin's smiling, but you can tell they're telling him we got to get off the field. That's the defensive line coach hugging Strahan. Moss standing there. They got the ropes up already for the media. Yeah. But they still do have to take one knee. And again, realistically, they should be able to execute this successfully. (laughs) Well, especially with the way knees work these last 30 or 40 years, all the guy has to do is kneel down. There's no chance. I mean, I guess theoretically he can fumble the snap. There's one second, yeah. So they're showing the sideline, and, and but again, it's like just once, just take the. I'm a, at this point, I'm like, just take the knee, just take the knee. Mm-hmm. I just, I want this over. Like, I couldn't bring myself to be like, I was, I, you know, I'm, I acknowledged reality that they were about to win the Super Bowl. And Strahan's got the hat now, but they still are running. <laughs> Eli's in the huddle, and I wonder if at this point he was still like, all right, victory formation, or was he saying like, hey, good job, fellas? Like, yeah. So they're, they're and they're at the ninth, they're at the sixteen. Eli goes to a knee. And there you go. And the Giants have won the Super First guy to hug Tom Coughlin is Lawrence Tynes. And the Giants have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 42, the final 17-14. to 14. The confetti comes down. It was nice for the NFL. They only had to buy one color of confetti because it was going to be red, that's white, right, and blue either right, way. That's right. 
And there we go. And every time I see a Cardinal game, I smile a little at the stadium now or, or a college bowl game or anything as the Giants win, my opinion, the, um, you know, the, the, the best Super Bowl win of all time. Maybe not the best Super Bowl of all time, but the best Super Bowl win of all time. As the Giants win, you see the families out there hugging. Pam Oliver's interviewing Plexico Burris, who scored the game-winning touchdown. As they're setting up the trophy. There's only about two minutes left in the video, so... Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely is. Um, you know, this... And I think even going back to the days of um, your uh, your uh, public radio show when we did our top ten moments in New York sports history... This makes it. This is this is up there. This is up there with Bobby Thompson and mm. Brooklyn Dodgers and Willis Reed and uh, you know Bill Buckner game. This is up there. You know Messier and the Rangers in '94. This is a great moment. And, and Coughlin putting the champions hat on now. <laughs> and even within the four walls of the NFL, when they do the greatest plays, greatest moments, greatest games in NFL history, this always gets listed. So this is the. That's a really cool shot with all the confetti coming down. Yeah, with Burris being yeah. interviewed behind it. So, or he's it, crying. It, yeah, you forget what a big part he was of this team, especially with the, his his sort of clowning. Issues. And then you see a guy like Jeff Fegels, the punter, but he's been in the league forever. He finally wins a Super Bowl. Means a lot. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is definitely a, a singular moment in the history of the not only the NFL, you know, um, but also in the history of the Giants. Um, to quote Mad Dog Russo, the only downside is now we still got to hear from the '72 Dolphins. But and I, uh, I went home that night. I went to bed. I didn't have. I was a second year senior, so I didn't have class until like eleven the next day. Got up at about seven o'clock in the morning. Drove back to Philly. Uh, slammed three beers. Went to class. Came home. Took a nap. And got up at about four o'clock in the morning and got on a uh, on a New Jersey transit train. Back up to Manhattan, and I was February fifth, two thousand eight. I was at the Canyon of Heroes for this parade. I got to watch Michael Strahan stomp the Patriots out in City Hall, and uh, and it was you know completed one of the greatest three day stretches of my life. And maybe that's an interesting point too: is that the Giants were embraced by New York City. First parade they'd had. First parade they'd had. Ed Koch as the mayor in the eighties, famously, you know. I think that in the 80s and even in the 90s, the fact that they had moved to Jersey was still sort of um, raw. But by this point, they're just another New York team, and they get their parade, and they get another one four years later. And, you know, this is why Eli's going to the Hall of Fame. Are we going to watch the next video that NFL is coming up with, Wilson and Jets Grounded? No, I don't think we're going to do that. Just live feed that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so this was fun. I think this went really well. I don't Um, last. This was good. Um, we watched a whole football game, and it's still only the length of our normal episodes. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're we're off for Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, and Christmas. We're off to uh, off to eat some food, drink some beer, and watch, watch the Giants beat the Vikings. Watch the Giants full day of NFL football. And thank you all for joining us. Hope some of you were able to watch along. And until uh, we catch you again, I'm Dan Newman, and I'm Andrew Newman. Eighteen and one. <laughs> Goodbye, old sports. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. 
Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.